Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Action Radio. This is Greg Penglis coming to you from the historic district of downtown Milton on the banks of the beautiful Blackwater River. And now let's get into Action Radio. You know, it's just looking at my calendar, and it's packed with stuff. It's really kind of cool. Uh, I'm enjoying this <laughs> thoroughly. Um, the fact that uh, I had a, a media appearance last night with uh, the Angel Warrior uh, Network with uh, CJ. CJ and I are talking away, and we spent an hour uh, going over all the different things that uh, that Action Radio does and how it works and how to write a bill. And even you know, even, we even talked about having her write a bill. Um, to defund NPR and some other things uh, and making uh, education a civil right so that the government couldn't violate it until you had to go to a government school. So we accomplished a lot last night. But what's really fun about this, and I was talking a little bit to Wendy, and we're going to get this subject in here soon, is that, um, you know, as Action Radio and, well, me, kind of on the verge of, of, of a hugely successful thing here, you know, I've noticed that, um, this is going to get a little personal here, but uh, um, Times in my life, you know, when faced with success, my conditioning kicked in. I was told that, you know, my whole life I was an idiot and I wasn't going to go anywhere. So I didn't do really well in school. And, you know, my, my, my grades weren't that great. My expectations for me weren't that high. Uh, and then I started doing cool things, you know, my early teenage years, like, you know, flying airplanes and playing music. And all of a sudden I thought, wow, this is a big, bad world out there. This is fun. Not bad in the good sense, right? Now, this is fun. And so all these great adventures were to be had. And I kind of, you know, didn't quite look back, but uh, success has eluded me for, for a long time until now. And a lot of it has to do with our own perceptions of who we are. And a lot of, uh, uh, I don't know, and I, I came up with this thing that uh, the, the, the secret of success is to be uh, not afraid to fail, uh, nor afraid to succeed. And I think most people have a bit of both. And so they kind of wallow in this middle ground. So we don't try something because you want to fail. But the other hand, you you know, what, what if you're on the verge of huge success? What if your, your dream comes true? What if, uh, you know, and I think that's in many ways scarier to people than, um, than having it word than, uh, than actually being, everybody says, oh, they want to be successful. You know, why do lottery winners, you know, take, uh, you know, several million dollars and blow it in a couple of years and get right back where they were? Well, afraid of success rather than carefully investing and, uh, you know, having it last the rest of their life. And, you know, you, you get uh, 10 million, you make 10, you can stretch 10 million, million dollars quite a long way, depending on how you spend it or don't spend it. You know, you invest some, you know, you take, take, do a world trip, have some fun, you know, blow some of it, just, just go crazy, you know, but not all of it, <laughs> you know, don't buy a huge mansion that you can't afford. Uh, maybe update your house a little bit, you know, but for the most part, uh, if you just invest, travel, have some fun, buy, you know, a couple of nice cars, or in my case, a couple of nice jets, <laughs> you know, and just, and then and, and be happy, you know, you can do amazing things. So I have my own demons to fight. You know, as I'm thinking about this and, and I've, you know, I've, I put them in a box. So all the demons, I'm sorry, you ain't, ain't going to get me this time. And uh, all, all the evil forces out there, all the people that don't want this to succeed and all the, you know, the negative feelings, the negative stuff that I, that I you know, started with life from day one, uh, it just doesn't have any effect anymore. You know, I still think about it, it's still there, but, you know, I just like, okay, screw that. We get too much fun. So last time I'm on the, the Angel Warrior Network with CJ and we talked and CJ is going to be on Friday. And then we'll probably start, well, actually, I'm sure we're going to start a regular report with her on uh, another wellness. We don't have, we have another, you know, uh, wild woman of wellness. <laughs> so the, it's been missing from the show. You know, ever since, uh, you know, my favorite folks, Chancey, Lindsay, and Paige, uh, who did the Wild Women of Wellness Wednesday, um, took off to do their own wellness stuff with their own organizations and companies. Uh, there's kind of been like a gap here at Action Radio. And we also have the World's Greatest Doctors panel. 
you know, that ran for 18 weeks. Dr. Judy Mikovits, Brian Artis, Jim Thorpe, Deborah Glion, uh, Ben Marble, um, all these incredible people. And other folks that stopped, stopped in, Christian Northrup, um, Molly James, Angela Farrow, Far- Angie Farrella, I'm not good with names, uh, and some of the other people that came by. It was fabulous. You know, and we had some of the big, big folks, you know, like Gregory Wrightstone, CO2 Coalition, and uh, Brandon House from Lindell TV. And, you know, it's just, it was amazing. And then, you know, they just stopped. Everybody, you know, had other things to do. And so now Judy and Brian are going around, you know, talking about our, our vaccine product legislation and all these other cool things are happening. And so now it's kind of like my turn to, to get in the media uh, other media. I've, I'm on with Jerome Bell tonight, and that's J-A-R-O-M-E, Jerome Bell, uh, who ran for Congress twice, lost, mostly because the GOP didn't back him. So the gelding old party didn't want a real independent. They don't want, they don't want independent thinking of the Republican Party. It's just like radio. <laughs> you know, the problem with radio is that uh, radio doesn't want any new ideas. You know, so the reason radio is the same, you know, if you listen to a show today on AM drive time, right, it's, it's exactly the same as a show in the 1960s. The only difference is in the 1960s, you didn't have a choice. If you went, most people went to work uh, and they drove and they had in their cars an AM radio. <laughs> well, that's not the case anymore. Uh, a lot of people don't drive to work. They work at home. Uh, they have AM, FM, satellite, you know, internet, um, podcast services, and, and an infinite variety of things. But, you know, when it used to be AM radio, you know, you had your news, uh, sports, and weather. Because that was it. AM radio had to provide everything. So they're still doing that. It's really funny. You listen to an AM radio morning show. And that's what they wanted me to do, which I refused. I, I said, no, I'm doing action radio. I'm, I'm creating something new. I said, this, is, this old format's so dead. It's, you know, it, it's dead. It's practically a dinosaur. You know, oh, no. no this, is, this, is, this works. This, this, is, this is what they tell me, right? The consultants and all the other folks. No, this works. I mean, you have to do it. You know, other sports. You know, people want that. You know, they, they had their, and they figured, it was, they figured in the 1960s, most people's commute was about 20 minutes. Well, it's a little longer now. You know, because of traffic and uh, uh, the cost of housing, you know, the further away from the city. So the commutes, are, the driving, you know, but most people drive about 20 minutes to work. And so they, they compacted their entire format into 20-minute segments. So you've got your news, your weather, your sports, uh, and a guest interview or, and, and some commercials in about 20 minutes. So they, so they break the hour. There's something called the clock, right? So they break the hour into three segments. First 20 minutes, second 20 minutes, third 20 minutes. Well, you've got news at the top of the hour. Well, that takes about five minutes, and you've got a commercial. Now you're seven minutes into your hour. The host hasn't even spoken yet. You're already seven minutes in. The guests, you know, they haven't spoken either, so, so they get a little bit of time until the first commercial at 10 minutes in. <laughs> so you've got three minutes there. Then you get another little segment, you know, for about seven or eight minutes, and then uh, another couple of commercials. Then you get another five, six-minute segment, and then you have the bottom of the hour news, you know, sports and the weather, and that takes 10 minutes. You know, so in the course of an hour, uh, the average uh, news, the, the host on AM radio, it's it like my maybe, maybe, maybe half an hour of airtime, right? And the guests get about two or three minutes. Well, that's stupid. Here we get a whole hour, you know, or two. <laughs> Some, I don't think we've had a three-hour guest yet, but that day is coming. So, the, the, so someday, someday, somehow, somewhere, we're going to have that, that three-hour guest. Uh, it's going to be really fun. But uh, that's where we stand now. And so it's, it's, it's incredible what's going on. So don't be afraid to fail and don't be afraid to succeed. If you, can, if you can keep those two in perspective, then the rest is easy. So when we get the Action Radio jet and I start winging around the country to different uh, um, news media sites with my Lear or whatever and my Viper jet, uh, it's, it's going to be fun. It's gonna be really, I'm really looking forward to some, you know, at least 20, 30 years of just an absolute blast. And I've earned it. So, you know, hey, it's been, it's been, it took a lot of work to get here. Okay, so speaking of, uh, of uh, work and what's going on in the world, let's think about our two geldings. Uh, well, actually, one gelding and one, uh, one trader. Uh, that would be Brandon, who is occupying the White House illegally, uh, is meeting with uh, Kevin McDeepstake, 
who is the, the, the Marxist deep state operative, you know, designed to control the House so that the Republicans don't actually do anything, you know, really Republican. And so they're going to meet today to, to raise the debt floor. <laughs> Greg, it's a debt ceiling. No, it's not. If it's a ceiling, it wouldn't keep being raised. It's a floor. Uh, and, and they keep building a new story on top of it. So the debt floor is going to be raised. So the two people that have a vested interest in, in increasing their own power uh, through uh, increasing money so they can hand out you know, more billions to their friends and, and keep, keep their power and keep getting elected are the two people who are negotiating over the debt floor. Well, that's stupid. <laughs> Where, where's, where's Congress? Why, why is Congress even putting up with this? I mean, it, you know, McCarthy's going to come back. McDeep State, excuse me. So Kevin McDeep State. That's hard to say, but it sounds it's such a clever thing, I think. Anyway, so Kevin McDeep State is going to come back to uh, to the house and say we've reached the deal we have to raise the debt ceiling you know uh two trillion dollars <laughs> oh really that's two trillion dollars more inflation no it's, it's not gonna be inflationary we, we've uh, already discussed it you know they're gonna raise the interest rates <laughs> oh, okay so we're, so we're back to the accelerator and the break uh policy of economics the accelerator being um being government borrowing which creates inflation in the first, in the first place and then the break is the interest rates so they're going to make your money worth less and not let you spend it. <laughs> and this is an economic plan. <laughs> okay. But that's basically what they do. If you raise interest rates, people can't afford to spend their money on, on big ticket items, houses, cars, you know, anything you might want to borrow money for. Um, and so, so that's why they raise interest rates to sort of reduce demand and slow the economy. Well, that, that's great, except that you need growth in the economy to, to cover the borrowing. And that's what covers the borrowing. A growing economy means there's more money out there so, they can, so we can incur more debt. Well, you, well but, they're, but they're doing the exact opposite. So they're incurring more debt at the time where they're slowing the economy. Well, that's the exact opposite of what you want to do, which is why we're in this economic mess. And this isn't hard to understand. If you want to solve the mess, just excuse me, I'm sorry. We have a constitutional amendment that does just that. So go to writeyourlaws.com, W-R-I-T-E-Y-O-U-R-L-A-W-S, writeyourlaws.com, and you will find. Um, go to legislation and then all proposed laws. So that's legislation and then all proposed laws. And it's like fourth or fifth down because uh, we've got more bills there now. Uh, is a constitutional amendment to take away the power of Congress to borrow money. Now, let's solve all this nonsense. So it has to go to the states first, but the states, but we can't have them do a convention of states, which will turn into a constitutional convention, and they will then throw out the Constitution. So we can't have that. So the states have to pass a resolution saying we want this, you know, passed from Congress, you know, a, a, um, a constitutional amendment that Congress can't borrow money. So then we have to force that out of the Congress, and then it'll come back and be ratified by the states. And that's how you do it without a constitutional convention. So from resolution to Congress to public pressure to back out again to the states, three-quarters of which say, yes, we want to take away the power of Congress to borrow money, and we're done. And this should take about 10 years. <laughs> that's what I'm figuring. So it's going to take a while to get all this done. But that's, you know, that's politics. That's how it works. Right? Anyway, so that's the first thing. Um, there's just a bunch of stuff in the news. And that, that's one of them. So the, the fact that these two are negotiating that uh, is, is just a totally wasteful thing. Let's get, some, let's get to, um, I don't know, I mean, the Republicans, they, they should hire like a hired gun. They should hire like Devin Nunez. Why don't they put him on retainer? Have him negotiate with Brandon because he's got nothing to lose. He's not in Congress. So let's send in Devin Nunez. It's like when they had that woman, you know, talking to, uh, you know, Professor or Dr. Ford, you know, who accused the uh, um, – frat boy Kavanaugh of, of sexual harassment, although she couldn't remember him, when, where, or anything about the, the incident. And so, but the, the, the men on the Republican side were too embarrassed to actually say something. So they had a woman lawyer basically, you know, doing what, I don't know what she was doing, but she wasn't helping. <laughs> she definitely wasn't helping. And finally, Lindsey Graham had enough and starts, you know, screaming like he should have done in the beginning. So this is madness. This is a total waste. You know, stop doing this. Anyway, that's when the, that's when the hearing got interesting. Um, 
the other thing I'm thinking is actually we've got three things, three topics for today. So the first one is, you know, well, actually four, you know, stuff that's happening with Action Radio. We've got our news. Uh, and again, our website's writeyourlaws.com is the first one. Uh, the second one that you need to know is, is the one you're on now, blogtalkradio.com slash citizen action. And the third one is our new Substack uh, account. So I've got a column at gregpenglis.substack. That's gregpenglis.substack.com. And you can you know, be a part of uh, that. You can be hopefully a paid subscriber and that'll help Action Radio too. So hoping to raise some funds for everything else we do here through writing articles on Substack. So those are your three, writeyourlaws.com, blogtalkradio.com slash citizen action, um, and then uh, gregpenglis.substack.com. And if you'd like to contribute directly, givesendgo.com slash action radio. So givesendgo.com slash action radio. So the debt floor, start calling it the debt floor because it's not a ceiling. If it were a ceiling, that actually stopped raising it. <laughs> you know, it's a debt floor that keeps going. We should call it the debt elevator. <laughs> but let, me, let me write that down. So the new term, let me write my date. It is, first of all, happy February 1st. January's gone already. You know, we already lost our, already gone through our first month of 2023. That was fast. How'd that happen? Anyway, it's the first day of February. So let's call it the debt elevator. Because <laughs> it never, the debt elevator, that only goes one way up. Elevator is stuck on up. Stuck on up. There we go. I'll make that little saying on Facebook. I another one on Facebook recently too, but. <laughs> I don't know if I could say it. Uh, oh, I, well, maybe I can. Well, you know, we, we should be brave and bold here. Um, my last one that I thought was pretty funny was that the, the doomsday clock is 90 seconds to midnight, and, and we're approaching daylight savings time. Uh, my latest one is that uh, white supremacy is so, is so contagious, black people are catching it, uh, referring to the Memphis police and everything else that's going on now. So those are little sayings that you can use. Yeah, white supremacy, yeah, that's so contagious, black people are catching it. You can share that one, too. Feel free. That and our other statements here, like uh, rhinos and rhinos, the transgender Democrats. Um, fossil fuels are organic fuels. You know, President Biden is Brandon the insurrectionist. Um, an assault weapon is really a freedom rifle. And many other terms that we use here. The GOP is the gelding old party. Uh, and, of course, Fauci is Dr. Fascist, the genocidal, psychopathic, uh, avaricious, narcissistic, pathologically lying vaccine drug pusher. That's for Josie, who likes it when I say that. All right, so we've covered the debt ceiling. We've covered, uh, oh, yes, under, our, under the column of raising complaining to an art form. And this is what the Republicans do. They raise complaining to an art form, so they don't actually have to do anything about it. And the latest raising of, of, of complaining to an art form concerns the, uh, the loss of the dropping of DirecTV, uh, dropping uh, Newsmax. Now, Newsmax is kind of liberal these days. You know, if you, if you listen to Newsmax, there's only a couple of people worth it uh, at all. Uh, what's his name? Schmidt. I forgot his first name. Is it John? Which is John. Is like German for John Smith. Um, so, so he's good. Uh, Eric Bowling is good. And Dick Morris is good. And that's Sean Spicer a little bit. That's, and, and there's, um, I think, uh, what's his name? Jane Pellegrino is pretty good, too. But for the most part, you've only got uh, a couple of, and, and Gretchen Van Susteren, Greta Van Susteren is terrible now. She's totally bought into the Ukraine uh, permanent war class thing. Now let's have a good war at Ukraine. You know, so uh, what, what's, what did Brandon do when it comes to foreign policy? He went back to business as usual. Well, I got another topic here. I'll get to my other one in a minute. So, so, what's, so, so the Trump foreign policy was the Abraham Accords, um, you know, blocking in North Korea, uh, tariffing China, <laughs> you know, so they paid their fair share. We had a level playing field with them, uh, making NATO pay, pay their fair share, putting a border wall up. You know, bringing in jobs like crazy and, and blocking countries from taking advantage of us like China and Mexico uh, and uh, not having wars. You know, so he got out of the permanent war class thing. 
So that was what Trump did. No, that was all good. So Brandon, in order to get to business as usual, does what you know deep state operatives do. They, they give away our weapons, $82 billion, when they surrendered in Afghanistan, and they immediately start another war. You know, Ukraine, $110 billion, and we're sending tanks. I don't know if you've seen the memes with Stacey Abrams <laughs> on the Abrams tanks. That's kind of funny. The better picture, actually, quite honestly, uh, is the German Leopard tank. Now, this is a great tank, but the problem is it's got the Iron Cross. It's the same emblem we used in World War II. And the, uh, the optics, I mean, this is hysterical. The optics of a German Leopard tank racing across Ukraine, you know, when a lot of Ukrainians were, were Nazi-affiliated. Uh, the eastern half of, western half of Ukraine was Nazi-affiliated. The eastern half is ethnic Russian, <laughs> so they're, they're Russian-affiliated. And so World War II was basically a war of leftists against leftists, communists, fascists, uh, against, uh, uh, excuse me, communists against uh, Nazis and fascists. <laughs> you know, that's, that's where the war was. The war was on the Eastern Front, folks. That, that was the, you know, how many, um, you know, the, the Russians lost 20 million people. That was the war. How many Americans were lost in, in the country? Not, not you know, uh, we lost soldiers, but we didn't lose a whole lot of people in the continental United States because the war never got here. Well, Russia, you know, Stalingrad, Leningrad, you know, a bunch of other places uh, were, were just totally uh, not decimated because that means one in 10, but were obliterated. Uh, that's what happened. I mean, there are all, all these new Moscow and all these cities were rebuilt after World War II with some pretty amazing civil defense. Anyway, so the optics of a Russian, of a German leopard tank with that iron cross on the side going across Ukraine, meeting Russian tanks. It's like, have we seen this before? <laughs> it, it wasn't that long ago. I mean, 1943, 45. Or I think when did Germany invade? When were they stupid enough to invade Russia? 1942? Oh, it was dumb. They were doing, you know. I mean, I hate to say doing well, because they, you know, but in other words, in terms of conquering other countries, they're just taking them, Austria, Holland, Denmark, Norway, you know, France, they just walked in all these countries and uh, took them over, except Switzerland, because all the Swiss had guns. So that's what, so they weren't neutral, they were just well armed. <laughs> so that's the difference. Anyway, so, but I digress. So, so that's, that's a, that is a fascinating picture. So I got a video on my Facebook page, so you can take a look at that. that uh, that's, a, that's public. Um, but to just 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 go uh, or go on uh, YouTube and look up the German leopard tank. It's pretty amazing. Anyway, um, the other thing that uh, is is quite fascinating is this whole media thing. So let me get back to that. What I was going to talk about, and that is Directv. And Directv, which is owned by AT and T, has dropped two conservative news services: one American News, my favorite, and Newsmax, my kind of second favorite, because I have to, you know. I want because, you know, one American news sometimes repeats their stories. So those two, those two I listen to. And, of course, Fox News occasionally I will listen to, especially Tucker Carlson's, you know, showing a couple of others occasionally. Um, but I can't get that at all. I got my Roku Fire Stick, whatever it is, a Roku system, streaming stick thing. Um, so I'm still working on, on getting the, the occasional Fox stick. But anyway, the point is that the Republicans get up and pontificate. Even Ron DeSantis, who is the darling of the uh, – the, the, the socialist Republicans that they really want Ron DeSantis, you know, well, can't have Trump. Trump's not going to win. Yeah, Trump's going to win. Get, get over it. You know, Ron DeSantis is going to be great in four more years. He needs a little seasoning. You know, I don't want I don't want another first term Republican. I want someone who knows what goes on, who is madder than hell <laughs> and is going to do something about it this time. So Trump's in that position. Anyway, so my response to this, as soon as I heard that uh, AT&T through DirecTV was dropping um, Newsmax on top of having, you know, dropped last year One American News, is that Congress should immediately defund NPR. I mean, this is how you handle it. You defund NPR. Get rid of national public radio. Get rid of public broadcasting completely. Get rid of any public subsidy of media of any kind. Get rid of government socialist media. See, that's what they should do. See, that would be positive, but they don't. They'd rather complain. Raising complaining to an art form. That's what they do. So even my own congressman, Matt Gates. 
you know, he wants hearings, he wants investigations. No, we don't have to do that. Just defund NPR. You know, level the playing field. Call it the, call it the level the playing field media reform act of 2023. So there's your title. Right? So there's your title for the bill. And just defund NPR, defund public radio, defund uh, public TV, defund everything. You know, so you guys have to stand on your own. You know, you need to start competing in the market like, like uh, commercial stations do, like Action Radio does. Except that we're censored. So we're actually blocked from media from public access. Um, those companies uh, were completely dropped, you know, but the, the leftist companies get, uh, get subsidies. Right? And leftist government media is completely subsidized, even though they say they take donations. And, you know, then they, <laughs> I love it. This public broadcast, I said, this public broadcast made possible from a grant by Pfizer, <laughs> you know, or Exxon or something like that. Really? So you got some of the biggest corporations in America for your public taxpayer, you know, neutral supported, uh, no nonsense. Now, anytime you get that big corporate money, you're going to have big corporate influence in, uh, in what's going on. I, wonder what, I haven't watched public radio, listened to public radio or watched public TV for so long, I forgot what it's like. I can only imagine the Pfizer propaganda because Pfizer's everywhere. You know, in fact, who was it that just did a news show? And they played about 20 clips of different news shows, and they all said, and brought to you by Pfizer. Well, I wanted to let you know, Action Radio is not brought to you by Pfizer. Uh, if it were, it'd be kind of interesting. So I, I might make a commercial. You know, I might, I might do a, a, a Pfizer, you know, commercial the, the way it should be. <laughs> you know, you know, something, something to the effect of, uh, uh, well, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> you know, hold back on that. I'll make a surprise. I'm actually going to make this first. So that's where we stand right now. And, and so, uh, so the, the correct thing for the, the geldings to do is to defund NPR. And they should shut the government down over it. You know, if they're really serious about this, to say, look, we're not going to find any budget item. We're not going to do anything until the Senate agrees with us to defund uh, NPR and public broadcasting. And that's what they, I mean, start, start fighting back, geldings. That's how you do it. And so I don't think they will. I've already sent this to uh, my Congressman Matt Gates in an idea last night. Uh, you know, dear Matt, <laughs> you, know, the, um, you know, just this is, this is what we really need. And, and so this will be interesting to see uh, what happens. Uh, so let's, uh, I happen to know a couple of the staff, too. So I say, hey, guys, you need to defund NPR. You need to defund all of public broadcasting in response to what uh, AT&T did with DirecTV. That got their attention. All right, the last thing, of course, well, not of course, but the last thing I have on my little list of things to talk about before, before Wendy gets here uh, is the Ukraine biolabs. And I actually have an article on that. But right before the show, about five minutes before we started here, the um, One American News had a report on how uh, Zelensky, you know, has uh, ordered, well, let me just read it to you. It's Gateway Pundit, uh, and this is January 31st. So yesterday, Jim Hoft, uh, and this is, it says, Zelensky sent out government decree to destroy all information on Hunter Biden's Metabiota company on the same day as the Russian invasion. Well, isn't that interesting? So you know, I can just see it now in, in uh, you know, Zelensky government headquarters. Mr. President, Mr. President Zelensky, the Russians have crossed the border. Okay, fine. Why don't you burn all the biolab information? Oh, take care of us right away. <laughs> Isn't that your first response? If, you're, if your nation's being invaded by a foreign power on your border, you know, if uh, that'd be like Brandon, if, if the Mexicans invade or the cartels, because the, the Mexican government, let's say the Mexican cartels invade the United States. And the first thing Brandon does is burn all his classified documents beside his Corvette. <laughs> that, that, that's the equivalent here. Like, what are you hiding? Wait a minute. So, so, so you get invaded, and the first thing you do is, is, is burn all your, your, your secrets? <laughs> that's fascinating. All right, anyway. So it says Ukrainian President Zelensky ordered government officials to destroy all information on Hunter Biden's Metabiota company on the same day Russians invaded the country. Well, isn't that interesting? So Zelensky is protecting Hunter Biden 
which means he's really protecting Joe Biden. And in return, Joe Biden is either being blackmailed or coerced or somehow uh, influenced to, to give $110 billion of our money to Ukraine for a war that they can't win. Uh, this was this was the perfect uh, you know peace settlement negotiation. They really needed to negotiate this you know day one. So the Russians mass on the border. Zelensky should have said, okay, all right, we're not going to go to war. Let's let's settle this. What do you want? You know what can we live with? Let's let's uh, let's let's figure this out here. And the biggest requirement, of course, was the easiest one. You know, don't have Ukraine join NATO. Well, it's easy. I get rid of. I pull us out of NATO anyway. So that end the problem. So if the United States leaves NATO, stops funding them. Well, the Germans aren't going to do it. They don't care. They're all pacifists now. You know, except for the leopard, leopard tank with the big iron cross on the side. Uh, so they're not going to, they don't want to fight a war. They don't want to fight Russia again. You know, I mean, they, they did that once. It didn't come out well. Actually, I think they did it twice. It didn't come out well. So that's not an option. And who else, who, who are the major countries in Europe? You know, Britain, France, and Germany. That's kind of it. I don't think Britain and France have the stomach for it either, the, the desire. And they shouldn't. There's no reason to go to war with Russia. So what you say to Ukraine is, okay, uh, this is an Eastern European problem. You guys need to take care of this. You know, leave us alone. We ain't going to do it anymore. Anyway, i got Pianchi in the line, so I'll, I'll hold off on my article uh, for a little bit. Got about five minutes before Wendy gets here. So uh, um, of all my oh, topics this morning, sir, what, so what concerns you? Yeah. But uh, here, you said that uh, Ukraine destroyed all the evidence on Hunter Biden. Uh-huh. Let me ask you a question. Sure. You remember the days when they were talking about Russia and the United States Getting rid of some of their armaments. Uh, the salt talks? The and getting down to a certain talks. number. Nuclear yeah, warheads, yeah. getting down yeah. to a certain number. You remember those days? Uh-huh. Do you honestly believe a nation would get rid of its armaments that would be used in case of war against another country? I think well, they would hide them. Yeah. No, let me see where I'm going with this. Okay, okay. I think they would hide them. I don't think they would get rid of them. So if you think that Zelensky got rid of those documents, destroyed those documents mm-hmm. on Hunter Biden, whereas he will be giving up and leverage at some time in, time in the future, well, I don't know what to tell you. He didn't get rid of anything. He just said that. And they probably still use them to get what they want out of Joe Biden. Well, see, that's the real point, is, and, and it's a good point, that uh, you know, this is a bribery or an extortion scheme. So are we giving Ukraine, in other words, Zelensky, $110 billion worth of our best military stuff plus aid simply because Zelensky has a bunch of information that could incriminate uh, you know, Biden Jr.? That's a good possibility. So here's another Absolutely. question. Though. Yeah. So the other question is, did they – The male has no sunset, by the way. Well, go ahead. Well, Ukraine made the deal, allegedly, speaking of hiding things, that they would give up their nuclear weapons, which are actually Russian nuclear weapons. They would give up the Russian nukes uh, in exchange for the West defending them, which is never a deal that we should have made or they should have made. They should have kept their Russian nukes and let them deal with Russia over them. Do you think they, uh, do you think they actually gave back their Russian nukes in return for us defending them? In which case, we're kind of no. responsible. Well, i okay. tell you what. I, uh-huh. I would say no, but being that everything is tore up, I don't know where they could possibly be unless they carry them around in their pockets. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, I don't know how much of, uh, you know, what, what reserves they have in Ukraine. Do they have, like, you know, caves? I mean, where, where does Iran hide all the nuclear weapons that they have, if they have them, or, or the, the nuclear technology? A lot of it's underground. So they just have it. It's there. Um, 
Well, let me, let me get a bit of the article here and tell me what you think. So it says, Ukrainian President Zelensky ordered government officials to destroy all information on Hunter Biden's, not, not all information on the biolabs, just the information on Hunter Biden's metabiota company on the same day Russia invaded the country. And that was February 24th of this year. And we've got D.C. Drano reports it. Uh, in fact, you go, just go to the, the Gateway Pundit article. And D.C. Drano says, did Zelensky keep some of the more incriminating documents against Hunter at Metabiota and Burisma to use as extortion against Joe Biden to get more money and weapons? We all know the answer, which is exactly your point. They didn't destroy them at all. They still got them. And it's extortion material, which makes sense. Oh, so yeah, says, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you go to the well on Tuesday, you don't, uh, Tuesday evening, you don't, uh, seal it up so you can't come back on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Hmm, so, yeah, they still got them if they got yeah. any common sense. <laughs> well, I think they have a lot of common sense, I think, but I think the Ukrainian, uh, I think a lot of countries operate on extortion and power and influence and, you know, bribery and friendship. And, uh, you know, it's like you're my friend, but, you know, <laughs> there's still the, the, the hand behind the back with a gun in it. You know, so it's uh, it's all... Uh, corruption, it's all bribery, it's all power, it's all influence, and you play ball, you, you know, you don't succeed. Anyway, so the decree went out. So Zelensky set out a decree of February 24th for government officials to destroy all information on the Ukrainian Research Anti-Plague Institute, Mechenkov, uh Institute of Health in Ukraine. I have to ask uh, uh, Josie about that. The Mechenkov Institute of Health uh, and the Zydomir Regional Laboratory Centers of the Ministry of Health of Ukraine, who all worked with Metabiota. Uh, so Metabiota, so that means, what's that, maximum biology? <laughs> anyway, uh, so we know Hunter Biden is, is no um, virologist or, or biolab person. He's certainly not an energy expert. He's a crackhead. So uh, it's just fascinating. And then it says, these two documents were originally posted in 2022, but today we can confirm that these documents are authentic. And this is the Gateway Pundit article. And today we are including documents from Hunter Biden's laptop that discussed his ownership percentage of the Metabiota company and its organization. Boy, that laptop is the gift that keeps on giving, isn't it? <laughs> it's just so good. Anyway, so here it says, uh, uh, so they have a, they've translated uh, a letter uh, that says here, the Ministry of Defense with the participation of specialists of the Security Service of Ukraine, that must be their KGB, in connection with the conduct of martial law in Ukraine, Wow, that's interesting. From February 24th, 2022. So they never say this in the news, but they're under martial law. You know, I mean, that's mandatory draft, mandatory, you know, all kinds of stuff. So Ukraine's under martial law, which which dictators love. Uh, This is in accordance with the decree of the president of Ukraine of 24, so that'd be February 24th, same day, organized the devastating destruction of personal files of servicemen employees and staff of state institutions, Center for Public Health of the Ministry of Health of Ukraine. Ukrainian Research Anti-Plague Institute, Menchikov, uh, it's the I.I. Menchikov of the Ministry of Health of Ukraine. Zitomoto Regional Laboratories. Okay, we just read that too. So yeah, so he authorizes all this destruction of all these documents, you know, right at the, the invasion of Russia. So who's being protected? You know? Well, they're protecting Zelensky and those who stand next to him. Those are the ones mm-hmm. that's mainly being protected. Yeah. And they found out a way, which and this is not nothing unusual. You've seen it in uh, Libya, uh, Afghanistan coming up to Libya. Uh, uh-huh. You've got certain people that in their groups, cartels, that benefit very well off of these sorts of uh, extortion and deals. 
Well, I think the whole country of Ukraine runs off extortion. Uh, anyway, Wendy's here, so we're going to switch topics a little bit. But this is this, this is an interesting day news-wise. So let me get uh, right back with. Uh, I'll sit back and listen. Okay, sounds good. Here we go. Here we go. Do you really want the truth? Do you have questions you can't ask in church? Welcome to the Oh My God Report. Wendy Arthur is more concerned with truth than propaganda, putting more value in scripture than religion, and more about you and your relationship with God than your membership in any church. This is Christianity with a Kick. So how many networks have an Oh My God Report? <laughs> this is one of the innovations of Action Radio. We have so much Not fun. Plus the world's most infectious laugh. That's you, Wendy. <laughs> well, thank you. And good right. morning yeah. to everybody, to all of our listeners. Good morning, Pianchi. I'm glad to hear you're back on on uh, radio giving your views. This is great. Um, He's he listening. Had, he was muted himself. And, it's and, probably time, and, probably time and to take care of the rest of the world. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, y- y'all talking about all this, the news and stuff this morning, and, and it just so apparent. It's like it, it's the never-ending eternal blame game uh, going on, you know, and nobody is willing to take personal accountability for anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, I call it raising complaining to an art form, speaking of, of our art yeah. report. You know, they don't yeah. do anything, um, but they just see who can complain better. They, they're like out complaining each other. No, I've got a better complaint. No, I've got a better complaint. Listen to me. We're not going to do anything, but my complaint's better than your complaint, so I'm a better member of Congress. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I'm not willing to do anything about it, but I will complain for you, okay? (laughs) Yes, I will complain for you. I am your representative in Congress, you know, from the Department of Redundancy, Department, Department. (laughs) The the Department of Excuses. that's actually good. Well, I'm going to use that. And now from the Department of Excuses, the, the Republican gelding yes. party will now describe why they cannot do anything about anything. Well, I tried That's my right. best, you know, and they said I couldn't do it. Uh, there I was, you know, out there in front of uh, from Brandon. He said, no, we're not going to do it. We're not going to raise the – we're not going to lower the debt ceiling. We're not going to negotiate. So I, what am I going to do? Yeah. <laughs> my hands are tied. My hands are tied. I'm just one person. I'm just a member of the gelding party. They won't let me speak. They won't let me talk. I'll get no campaign funds next year if I actually do something. That's why I became a Republican. I sit here and complain all day long. I must have got sleep last night. On your dime. Exactly. Uh, Meanwhile, back to God. Well, that that really ties into um, my topic this morning that the Lord just really put on my heart is about accountability. Oh, how, no, that's great. I, I, that does tie in. I love it. It's serious. We didn't um, plan this, folks. Because, we, do, we don't plan anything. No. <laughs> it just kind of happened. Thanks, God. Yep. Appreciate the help. Um, yep. It's, and, and it's um, what, what's so cool is that, you know, I, I always ask the Lord is, if there's anything on his heart that, you know, what is it that's on his heart that he wants me to share any mm-hmm. particular um, show? And, and it was accountability this morning. Hmm. And you have to understand that, um, when God brings up a topic like accountability, it's because some people are fixing to be accountable. So actually, to be accountable. Oh, that's interesting. As opposed to not being accountable. Yes. Okay. 
you will be accountable. Well, everybody's going to be accountable, but okay. is it going to be on the positive side or the negative side? Hmm. So, but everyone is going to be accountable. And this is what's on God's heart this morning. So if this is what's on God's heart, I would really suggest y'all taking this seriously. (laughs) Yeah, God has a way of of sort of making things happen. (laughs) Yes, he does. Yeah, so yeah. Yes, he does. Mm -hmm. So um, I wanted to kind of, and and what my opinion is, it will not get you a cup of coffee, okay? It it, it just won't. Mm -hmm. God's um, thoughts and heart and, and commands, and, um, and guidelines for us will get you everything in eternity. So, and, and also what you need to get through this life here. Mm-hmm. So when he's talking about accountability, then that means he's wanting you to look at stuff. He's, he's wanting you to understand the, the seriousness of being accountable for what you say and do. Um, and, and so I wanted to give scriptures because, like I said, my opinion means nothing, but what God says does. So we're going to go to what he says in his own word <laughs> and mm-hmm. kind of discuss this topic of accountability and what that really means. Um, and so I want to start off with Romans fourteen twelve. It says, so then every one of us shall give account of himself to God. You're not going to give account for your neighbor or your mom, or your dad, or the jerk who hurts you, or whatever. You don't give account for anybody but yourself. And that's what God says. So then, every one of us shall give account of himself to God. So, God's bringing it down to personal right away. Mm -hmm. So, stop blaming what everybody else, well, they did this and they did that. Matter of fact, I, I have always found this quite funny um it when peter james and john were standing there with peter uh, and we're standing there with with jesus and and they were talking about who's going to be the greatest in heaven and and who's going to be doing this here on earth and of course they're all jostling for position right with jesus (laughs) (laughs) right i can see this now and uh, you know, and um, and Jesus. Yeah, rock is paper like, scissors. <laughs> yeah. Did they do rock paper guys, scissors back then? Did they have scissors? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you guys aren't getting it, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Because they still think at this point, you know, early on in the ministry, that when Jesus said that he's he's coming to set up his his you know the, the government of the kingdom, they're thinking mm-hmm. he's going to be crowned king in Jerusalem and he's going to rule and reign. No. Right. So, <laughs> nice so, try, guys. Try again. We're so taking a little bigger office here. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Jesus is talking to uh, to John and telling him, you know, what he's going to be doing, and 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 then he turns to Peter and he's telling him, you know, what's going to be happening to him, and finally, and then Peter says, well, well, what about John? You know, because you know John. Peter thought he was getting a better deal, you know, than than, than he was. <laughs> John was getting mm-hmm. you know, an, an easier path, and and he says, "Well, what about John?" And Jesus turns around and just very simply says, "What is that to you?" Yeah. In other words, you don't worry about what John's path is. You worry about your own path. So Jesus even then was pointing out accountability. You know, it it has nothing to what John's doing has nothing to do with you. 
What you're doing has nothing to do with John. I told you this is what you're going to be doing. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh. <laughs> so, Thanks. You needed that this morning. Yeah. I had all my preconceived notions, and now, you, now you've ruined all my, uh, my assumptions, and now what do I do? Yes. So what do we do? If we all have to stand before God and give account for ourselves, what mm-hmm. does that actually mean? So Romans 6.23, again, I'm not going to give my opinion. I'm going to give you what God says. He says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So what does wages of sin mean? Wages is something paid. So what the wage of sin is what? You have to pay for sin with death, according to this verse, because we are all spiritually dead until we come alive in Christ through salvation. So, but he's saying there's also a physical death that we all go through. Everybody goes through that. Whether you're saved or not, everybody's going to die. Okay? <laughs> right. The, so if that doesn't brighten your morning, then I'm sorry. Then just, you know, go back to have another cup of coffee. It's just, it's just reality. Yeah. Cold slap in the face. It, it gets wow. better, y'all. <laughs> yeah. It, it does get better, I promise. I'm not bringing all, all the bad news. <laughs> well, actually, but, if, if we live forever, we'd be lazy. There'd be no reason to do anything because you live forever. There's no consequence. So the fact that we do have a finite lifespan is actually what motivates people to do all the things that they do, including me. True. So, true. Very it's not true. A, it's, it's not yeah, a bad everybody's thing. Everybody's got a bucket list, right, that, that you want to yeah. accomplish before you die. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, but yes, you got to you set that bucket list. I started mine early. you got to go for that bucket list. Don't wait <laughs> for the bucket list. Do it, you know, do it when you're a kid. Start that bucket list right now. <laughs> you know, don't wait. That's right. <laughs> so basically, since this life is temporary, mm-hmm. you need to be focusing on the one that lasts forever, right? Because yeah. everybody, there was an old song that um, I think Ray Price did it, um, said, does anybody here want to live forever? You know, say I do. Well, I'm sorry, but it's not just the saved that live forever. Everybody lives forever. The point is decide where you're going to live forever, right? It's either going to be in eternal glory and happiness and joy and all the good things and blessing or eternal torment. So, you know, if those are your choices, dude. <laughs> yeah, blessing is easier, sense. trust me. Yeah, yeah. You so, know, which, and, and, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, it raised an interesting question that if we have a, a finite life here on Earth, and I think we've talked about this before, that uh, what, who's to say we can't have another finite life somewhere else? You know, another planet, another place, another time, another anything. You know, if, if time becomes fluid and, and God controls time where there is no time, then who's to say this is it? You know, I mean, I don't want to, I, we all talk about past lives. I hear people talk about that. Of course, everybody's a king in a past life. Nobody's a peasant, even though most people were peasants. Yes. <laughs> Get over it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I was a slave in my past life. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, okay. So, oh, reparations. Okay, anyway. Yeah. Um, but the thing yeah. is, but who's to say that the dimensions are fluid? You know, if time and space are, are relative to, to, you know, the, the intelligent design, the, the creation, then, you know, creation could be ongoing. And how about our, our creation, our, re, our recreation, not a reincarnation, but a recreation? Oh, well, maybe, you know, I mean, I don't know. So this is, this is one of those mysteries. Well, I mean, how many, how many lives? Uh, well, let's, let's hear well, it's cosmic types. Billions and billions of stars in the sky. If Carl Sagan were here, he'd ask you the question just like this. Yes, he would. Uh, <laughs> he just find that <laughs> 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 me nuts. Um, 
because scripture says, God says in his word, it is appointed to man once to die. You get one shot, in other words. Okay. One life. Make it count. Mm-hmm. He says, and then after that, the judgment. So you, it's important what you do here. It's important what you believe here. It's important um, how you live your life here because everything in eternity is based on this one little snippet of time. Hmm. So that's how important this life is. It may be temporary, but it's very important because it determines your eternity mm-hmm. and, and how well your eternity is, okay? So, and we, we can get into the, the garment of salvation and the robe of righteousness in, in another time because that, those are two different things. There are levels in heaven just like there's levels in hell. Um, but even the best level in hell is horrible. It's just, you know, so let's talk about mm-hmm. the good stuff. <laughs> let's do that. Um, I got a, I got a yeah. question. Go ahead, Bianca. Yeah. Will liberals be in eternity? If so, I don't want to do <laughs> I love you, Pionki. <laughs> yes, liberals live for eternity, but again, where? So um, you you can never, ever be next to another evil, wicked person, uh, whether they're liberal or not, um, as long as you choose Christ. So, you know, you, you can choose your neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> so what if you have you – know, see, now this is – I make a distinction between liberals and Marxists. Marxists don't believe in God. They're atheists. They're, they're communists. They want to rule everybody. They think that they are their own God. But if you take a liberal, you know, a classical liberal who believes in the same freedoms that conservatives do, um, but they have a different way of going about it. They, they, you know, when the, in other words, what the ACLU used to be, when they actually protected free speech, as Matt Gates was talking about last night in Congress when he was ranting on for a while. But he made a really good point that there was a time when the, the liberals were the free speech advocates and they, they were the good guys. And they believe, in fact, the Republicans were the ones who were restricting guns uh, and the Democrats were the ones that said, well, this is an equality measure. What are you talking about? So I have no problem with a classic liberal who, who differs with me politically, who still believes in God, who still believes in this country and still believes in, in the same basic things. We just have a different way of, of, of going about it. That's an entirely different proposition than a Marxist who wants to uh, have power, take everybody's rights away, believes they're their own God, preaches there is no God, because there can't be a God, uh, and, and Marxists, they're incompatible. So that's an entirely different thing. So where the Marxists go, bye. <laughs> you know, sorry. Yeah. You made your choice. <laughs> you, know, you either take freedom or you, or you, you know, help people get freedom, but the, you, you know, or you do nothing. But those are kind of like the basic choices. Well, there are, and, you know, that's why it comes down to when God says that man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart. Hmm. So even those who are saying, oh, I'm for this, I'm for that, I'm for all the good things, well, are you really? Because a lot of people are fixing to be exposed. And as God said that, you know, he, he is tired of the hypocrisy and the wickedness and the evil, and those who are claiming um, that they're one way, but they're not. Everybody, whether you're in the church, out of the church, you know, underground, I don't care. God's fixing to expose it all um, because he's, this, he's holding some people accountable now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, you're not going to have to wait to stand before the Lord because the court of heaven is open all the time. And there are people who have already made decisions in their heart um, about they just absolutely will not. 
uh, come under God's kingdom. And they just refuse. They want their own. And they're going to do everything they can to try to get his kingdom out of the way so they can do what they want. Um, those people have already been judged in the court of heaven. Um, and God's gavel has come down. So start looking for a lot of stuff to be exposed that has been hidden for years. And some people will be shocked at who is being exposed. So um, that's in the prophetic realm, but I'm getting off topic, off topic at the moment. Um, we always get so off topic. What I wanted to do, so I, I want to ask it. my off topic question, then I'll, I'll save it. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. Because, <laughs> okay. um, you know, a lot of people think, as far as accountability goes, well, I've done more good than bad. So I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm good. Oh, it's a balancing scale mm-hmm. like justice? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, <laughs> like their own form of justice. They don't want to use God scales. <laughs> they want to use okay. their own scales, <laughs> which is called a false balance in, in, in the word. So because um, okay. it, it's not about whether you're more good than bad. It's about sin and who paid for it and what that really means and that you don't have to live with sin at all. You you can, and that's something that you learn to battle and overcome. And it's not about whether you're stronger than sin. It's about whether or not you are trusting the blood of Christ to cleanse you and, and, and from the inside out. And that's not something that we have anything to do with. That's something that you're trusting God to do in you. The more that you, you yield to his ways and live how he says to live, that's just a byproduct. You know, the cleansing is, is a byproduct of living for, for Jesus. So well, I was... um, it's not about your work. That's interesting. Yeah, because that's a lot of people think. I used to think that too. That that good work. You know, if, if you're a good person, then uh, maybe not necessarily. I mean, I think you're either good or you're bad. I mean, it's not like oh, I'm I'm not good. I'm sixty percent good, but forty percent bad, so it's okay. <laughs> it didn't work that way. Or as Wendy would say, no. Uh, <laughs> you did that a minute ago. I think I stepped on it. Yeah. But the interesting thing to me is the wages of sin. It's not the penalty of sin. It's not the jail term of sin. It's not the punishment of sin. It's the wages of sin. That to me is a very interesting choice of words. So this is something that actually has yeah. to be paid. And why, yeah. why did God come about with wages to be paid? And why is the penalty for sin death? If sin can be forgiven, it seems to me a little incongruity here. So help me well, out. Well, because, because sin is the opposite of God. Okay. And sin does not come from God. Right, so it mm-hmm. comes from the enemy's camp. So, um, and and here's here's the great thing: no, God knew that we as human beings, as flawed as we are, mm-hmm. um, would never be able. Yet every one of us would have to spend eternity in hell. Every one of us, um, you know, because none of us has lived perfectly. So that's why Jesus came. That is the whole thing. He was the only person to come and leave heaven and his position in heaven and being king of glory to come down and be born as a human being so he could understand everything that we go through, face the same temptations that we face, um, and deal with a lot more than we ever have to deal with because <laughs> the government is on his shoulders. That's what scripture says. So mm-hmm. he is the, the righteous judge. And he didn't just pay for sin. I hate that term. I hate how, and preachers have been preaching this from the pulpit since I think time began, is that, you know, well, Jesus died on the cross for our sin. No, he didn't. 
And I know people are going to right now say, blasphemy. <laughs> Hear me well, out. Well, explain. Lucy, explain. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> I, I, I explain it. Um, Jesus did not pay for our sin. Jesus became sin. He took all of our sin, all the sin in the entire world, every type of sin you could possibly think of, no matter how perverted or gross or heinous, and took it upon himself. He became our sin, which is why came sin. Because once he took sin on himself, every infirmity, every sickness, every disease, every sin anybody would ever commit, he took it upon himself. He became that sin. Then he died. He took it to hell where it came from. He preached three days in hell and set the captives free. Everybody who died previously to his death got a chance to to see Jesus himself, hear the gospel, and make a choice. You can come out of where you are and follow me, or you can stay here. It's your choice. And some people actually stayed, believe it or not. Um, and, but he said it took, he took captivity, those who were in captivity in hell, he took captivity captive. He led them out of hell, those souls who had already died. And those who chose to live in righteousness, he brought into paradise. So when he rose on the third day, it says he took back the keys to death, hell, and the grave. He took it from Satan that Adam had handed over. We've had that conversation before. And Mm -hmm. took him back and took the authority that is now rightfully his as king once again. And he showed himself for 40 days to different people in Jerusalem and then ascended on the Mount of Transfiguration. Is 40 days significant? 40 days is significant. It is significant. That's the time of the flood, right, Um, as well? The world flooded for 40 well, days? Yeah, there were 40 days. Yeah, for, it rained for 40 days and 40 nights. Um, 40 is, is a significant number, but that can be another okay. show about different significant biblical numbers and mm-hmm. what they represent. Um, but he showed himself raised mm-hmm. from the dead to people who had seen him be crucified. That was important. So then he went back is up that to, to prove? take his place again. What was the purpose of that, to prove the historical record, to say that, yes, I did do it? I mean, if you have faith and you believe Jesus rose from the dead, you wouldn't have to see him physically rising from the dead. So there must have been a reason that, that God did this. So is it for the skeptics or, or just to you know, put it into the history well, books that this really happened? Or why would that? Well, understand that, that back then, you know, we, to us, you know, we've heard the story over and over here, here right, on, on our side. It mm-hmm. had never happened back then. Right, so okay, they didn't that's know, true. Yeah, all these people... You know, or thinking, oh, yeah, okay, you know, this dude thinks he's going to raise from the dead. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And then when he showed himself three days later, mm-hmm. just like he said he would, mm-hmm. it was like, whoa. <laughs> Bro, that's awesome, dude. Jesus, you're a man. Wow, that's great. It, so now how did happened. Jesus look? <laughs> to the, did Jesus look dead or did Jesus look alive? Did he look as he was before he was crucified? They, they recognized him. You know, he showed okay. himself. Okay. And he Just showed the, the scars in his hands, you know, uh-huh. and where he was pierced in the side. And even Thomas, one of his disciples, says, yeah, I ain't believing that. <laughs> Not until I see it, you know. And so Jesus said, Thomas, take a look. Look at my hands and my side. Yeah. It is blessed are those 
who have not seen and still believe. So, okay. you know, he, he, it, it's, it's, it's we here on this side, right, mm-hmm. <laughs> who, who, who have heard this over and over, um, don't really grasp just how world-changing this was for everybody back then. So Jesus proved himself as Messiah. He rose from the dead. They recognized who he was. He, he did what he said he was going to do and then yeah. went back you know, to take a place in heaven again. So what does that mean for our accountability? So because we've established or God has established in his word, it is not by our works. It's not by the good things that we do. It's not by um, you know, being better than somebody else, right? Because we're not doing comparison. You give account for yourself before God. It's important to understand that your sin, our personal sin, has already been paid for. Now, you can choose to pay for it yourself. If, if you reject Jesus, that's what you're saying. I, I'm willing to pay my own bill. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to pay the wages of sin, of my sin in my life, with right. death and hell separated from, from God forever. Huh. I'm willing to pay that price. That, that's what you're saying. Or you can say, thank you, Jesus, for paying my bill, for paying my debt of my sin. You took that upon yourself, and you paid it for me. I, I received that gift from you, and I thank you for it. And live for him because he, he did that for you, you know? And that's when you say, and because you did that and because I'm accepting that gift from you, um, I, I give my life to you, and I'm going to live the way you, you asked me to live here on earth because my path to eternity has been paid for. So the expression "go forth and sin no more" comes to mind, and it's like if you know before yeah. you get accepted, and before you accept Jesus, and before you uh, you know go through this entire wonderful process, that people you know they're sinners, you know from like the little kids that make mistakes, they don't even know they're 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 sinning, and then you know and all these imperfections along the way are people that do know what they're doing, you know, and then then come to this point, but it has to be a conscious thing. So nobody can be born uh, except maybe Jesus, you know, already in the kingdom of heaven when they're born. It's a, it's a process. Right. You have to make a choice. We, we are already born going to hell because of what Adam did. We're, oh, okay. we're already born in, in, into sin, right? But that's why Jesus' blood is forever, is living, is alive. It's, right. it's continually saving all the time, and everybody has their own choice to make. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you are have the understanding that you're already born into sin because this is a fallen world. Um, it has not been redeemed yet um, into the new, the new heaven, the new earth, right? That's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Then, then we have to deal with what, what we're living in now. This is not how God created the world to be, but this is what sin has made it. Okay. And we can all pretty much look around. I mean, Ray Charles could see that this ain't right. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> so, so it, you have to be able to understand that, that this is not possibly what a good God would want for us, and it's not. This is what man has chosen to make it. So, but there's a way out. You, you don't have to, to have things stay this way, and you don't have to, to think that this is the way it's always going to be forever. It's not. Um, so I just want to know that the people know that the grace of God all-encompassing and people have abused that, saying, oh, do whatever you want. Grace of God, will, you know, he'll forgive anything. Hello. <laughs> you know? 
<laughs> yeah, Jesus died for your sins. You get a free pass now. You know, so go out, you mafia guys. Yeah. You know, keep doing what you do best. No, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> no, it don't. <laughs> it really doesn't. But there are actually people who think that. Um, you know, um, and I know I'm, I'm probably going to get a, a lot of comments. But you know, the Catholic Church teaches you know that once you're, you you have your um, your christened and, and you go through um, not communion, um, not confirmation. Confirmation. Once you go through yeah. confirmation, I mean, you're good. I mean, it's, it's like do what you want and you're good. Free pass? You're a good Catholic, you know? <laughs> wow. Yeah, free pass. And that's, that is that's like not the mafia. The works, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I just want to read again because what God says is important, what I say is not. Um, Ephesians 2, chapter 2, and this verses 1 through 6 and 8, says, as for you... You were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, which is Satan, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. But because of his great love, God, for us, God who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. For it is by grace you've been saved through faith. This is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. So that pretty much sums it up right there. It's not about how um, good you do. It's not the work that you do. It's not feeding the poor. It's not, you know, being nice to, to puppies. You know, <laughs> it's not about your works. <laughs> It's about the grace of God that has given you the gift of Christ. So, and it's, you can't earn it because if Jesus is our standard and he was perfect, he lived a perfect life, and we know we have not, there's no way you can be good enough, okay? You're, you're never going to be as good as Jesus. <laughs> so so that know, makes a lot of sense, yeah. I, I got Priscilla in, in the in yeah, I'm going to bring Priscilla. Actually, I'm going to bring Priscilla on right now. I don't know if you two have met yet, but this is fascinating because what it, what it comes to as we're talking, you know, from the beginning of when you came on, um, we're talking about accountability. And the thing that came to mind was, you know, am I my brother's keeper? And people use that as an excuse to say, well, we have to do this for you because, you know, I'm responsible for you. Therefore, you know, and all these other things come into play. Um, so we should probably pick that up in a little bit. Um, I don't know if you two have met um, Priscilla Romans, Wendy Arthur. Wendy does our Oh My God report. She's a minister who loves no. God and scripture and, and hates, uh, you know, churches and religions. <laughs> it's a very unusual. Yeah, point, I but, don't uh, hate churches. I do. Okay, I'm fine. All right. But I don't Help me out churches. here. So, so, all right. So churches. All right. So, so correct me when I screw up, which happens a lot. So, yeah. Anyway, Priscilla, welcome to the show. Welcome. I have, I have not met her, and um, I think it's uh, uh, fabulous she's speaking the word. I'm, I, I'm a preacher's daughter myself. Um, come from awesome. a non-denominational background. However, um, if you know anything about PKs, we might might have caused a little bit of trouble in our life. So, <laughs> um, so, uh, but but it's but but God's been good, and and um, like what I tell my kids when you were just speaking about that last scripture, um, you know, I'll ask my kids. I got four kids. They're uh, uh, one's the oldest is almost seventeen. 15, uh, 8, and 6, and if I ask any of them, I said, you know, what are two things you can control? And they know exactly what to say, your actions and attitude. 
because yes. it's not about what the other person, it's about what are you doing, what are your actions, what is your attitude towards it, and you really have to have your mindset, you know, uh, daily in the right space because you can look at all the headlines, you can get dragged down on social media, you can go to your office and, um, you know, there's gossip and all those, but what are you doing? right, in your actions and attitude, and it's super important. And, and I don't know if she knows a, a little bit about what we're doing, but when she was talking with that scripture, it had two words in it, grace, and it had faith in it, and that is uh, where the name Great uh, for our company name, Great Care, came from. It's my two girls' names, Grace and Faith, put into one for Great Care. Awesome. So uh, so it was a good verse, and um, and we know that all things, you know, they will come together. And um, we've yeah. just got to, uh, each of us have to do our part. You two need to talk yeah. off the air, too, because uh, you both do good things and it'd be fascinating. So, so Wendy, when you hear this, uh, this commercial that I make, this is Priscilla Romans of Great Care. So I don't have a, a theme for Priscilla yet because she doesn't have a regular report yet. We'll work on that. But uh, this is the person oh, I play wait, for. <laughs> do you know your way around healthcare, insurance, pharmacies, surgery? alternative treatments and choices? I don't. Which is why I'm so glad I met Priscilla Romans, had her on Action Radio, and learned about health patient advocacy. She is the founder of Great Care. And now as an affiliate of Great Care, we are proud to offer through our discount code, WYL, which stands for Write Your Laws, a 10% discount. Great Care saves you both time and money. They provide medical advocacy, consultation, advice, and recommendations nationwide. Their website is greatcare.com. That's G-R-A-I-T-H care.com. You can email them at greatcare.adm at gmail.com or call them at 469-864-7149. That's 469-864-7149. Great Care. Better health through better knowledge and advocacy. And let's add a cheer onto that too. <laughs> so that's we what I are, We day. are cheering. We're cheering, Greg. That's right. No, yeah. People that's don't right. know this. People don't know this service at all. And I'll tell you, every single day we get calls and they go, oh my goodness, thank you so much. We did not know we could get help like this. And um, it's pretty phenomenal. Yeah. Well, Before you go, Wendy, you can you stick around, or if you have to this leave, let's great. get your contact information. Um, I think I, we both talked at once. So, Wendy, if you can stick around, feel free. But if not, I want to get your contact information out there for everybody first. Okay. Um, you can reach me on Facebook at uh, Art by Wendy Arthur or Wendy Arthur or Dimensions Ministries. And I will just leave you with this wonderful blessing of bow now, avoid the rush. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I call it Christianity Kick. Anyway, so I think you two will get along, so, so I'm glad you're both on the air at the same time. Yeah. Priscilla. Yeah. That, I, think there might be a ru- I think there might be a rush. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's probably right. Um, and people are rushing to find an advocate because uh, health care sucks, and uh, we say get an advocate uh, because it's, uh, you know, it's not stopping. I mean, Joe Biden the other day walked out and said, oh, well, we're not ending the, you know, ending this till May 15th. And we're like, what, what is going on? Like, why May 15th? What is, what is happening? Like, why is there a date for this? 
you know, yeah, and, and tanks and were I mean, going to the Ukraine, pro- and uh, you know, he's and, probably well. confused again. He's confused mm-hmm. again, um, which is you know something that that just happens. But people listen to that and they just go, "Why May fifteenth? And I just say you've got to really have a game plan for you because if you rely on the government for your health care mm-hmm. or the CDC and your in the FDA for what what you should be doing next, uh, good luck. You might have a rush six, six feet under these days because they're really not doing the proper care and treatment, and um, they really don't care about you. They see you as a number, and, um, you know, we, we saw that in what Project Veritas did this last week here with the um, with the undercover um, information of the, of the Pfizer gentleman, you know, mm-hmm. talking about, uh, you know, it, it, it's unbelievable how these people think, and I don't think – that's going to stop unless enough people get a sense of urgency to um, to make their own path, and they stop relying on these government big agencies to take care of them. Um, I don't think the sense of urgency has quite hit it yet, um, but we are seeing more and more people coming, going, I, I, I went and got the COVID-19 injection. I listened to my doctor, but now I've got these issues, and I'm not for sure – that it's going to get better because I've gone to seven dermatologists. I've seen, I have how many neuro visits to see different doctors because they can't figure out what's wrong with me. Well, it's because the band-aids, what they did to the healthcare system a long time ago, years ago, they ended up taking all the independent uh, physicians out of practice. They made them, um, you know, where you would go to, you used to go to a general practitioner or a a primary mm-hmm. care doctor, and they would take care of the whole body. Well, what they did is they started to silo out care. They would go, oh, you need a cardiologist. Oh, you need a neurologist. Oh, you need to go see oncology. Compartmentalize and medicine. Yeah. Right, go to this right. Box. So, so, yeah. So, 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 so none, of those, none of those silos in healthcare would communicate with each other. So that's where gaps in care would happen. You know, one doctor would put them on this medication, the other doctor would sending them for this diagnostic. Nobody was talking to each other. But they would go, oh, but we're all on, a, on an electronic medical record system. Like, congratulations. <laughs> if you don't use it, it's not going to work. And an EMR, let's be real what that is. An EMR stands for electronic medical records. It's mm-hmm. all in the big healthcare system. It was a regulatory component years ago where everybody goes, oh, this is going to be so great. That tool generally what it's really used for is it's a billing tool. That's what it is. Like if, if we're really going to talk like reality here, it's a billing tool for ICD-10 coding and um, how they can pick up. ICD-10? Um, ICD, yeah, ICD-10 is where we're at with coding. So if what you go it? and get it, – it's co- it, um, so, for example, let's say, Greg, you're walking down the street and a dog uh-huh. bites you on the hand, okay? Right. And then the dog bites you and bites your toe. You're going to get an ICD code for your hand, maybe for your digit. Maybe it wasn't your full hand. Maybe it was really just your pinky. And and then there's also an ICD-10 code for your foot. They have all these different codes for a part or for a diagnosis, you know, within Mm -hmm. the human body. Well, that attaches, when that goes to insurance, insurance goes, okay, we'll approve that, depending on what the ICD code uh is with the treatment option okay so like COVID-19 right you take Mm -hmm. that everybody goes oh we know the protocol for that right they go into the hospital they give them a decadron they give them remdesivir they give them presidex 
they get put on an intub uh, you know they intubate them which is on a breathing tube a ventilator um, and then if their kidneys shut down we bring in dialysis I mean this is all of those and then they diagnoses die. have have co and have codes I mean yeah, yeah. They, they die and that, I mean they get extra bonuses for that but under the diagnosis well, yeah. there's the treatment plan too. right huh. right so there's ICD, an a, 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 what does that stand for I ICD. Oh, uh, I can look up what it what it actually stands for. It's they've had it throughout all the years of my of my nursing background, where they started off with you know ICD eight, ICD nine, and they just added on more codes every year. So the okay. doctors would literally the doctors would literally have to go, oh, okay, we've got more codes now. If I don't do the ICD ten code, it's going to get denied because I did a, a an old code. Right, because they oh. change the codes, and it, it it makes it for really billing nightmares. This is where people would get denials on their treatments because the coding wasn't correct. Well, wait a minute. So, and who set up the codes? Is it a government code system, or is it a oh, private medicine? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's government. No, 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 no. It's not private. It's all government. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This okay, is, so this if is it's all, a government this is coding all system, medicine. right? So this yeah. is well. This is what I'm getting to. And in fact, the whole COVID thing was was a nationalization of the healthcare system. I don't think people have really realized that. But if you're coding, mm -hmm. that means that you can only get a, only treatments that the government approves of you can get. So any doctor that wants to give a, 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 a cure or a treatment or, a, or yeah. whatever that's not under a code is not going to get reimbursed. If it's not going to be reimbursed, then people can't afford it a lot of times. You know? So well, this, uh, is, this, is, this is an so, absolute control system of medicine by, by code. Well, it, it, it is, but you can also reverse engineer it as well. So if you know oh. the right diagnosis and get the right code, you can get things that you want too. That's why you have a smart advocate. <laughs> so okay, go ahead. I tell mean, me how to do it, or, or without giving yeah. away all your secrets, uh, give me, tell me more. I'm interested. Well, well so first of all, so ICD-10, it does, it, it stands for the International Classification of Diseases. Oh. It's the tenth. World it's Health. The tenth. It's the tenth revision. So the 10th oh. revision, I believe, was in, actually in 2019. So they've been a little bit slowed up, probably because they were planning something <laughs> in Jeez. 2020, maybe. I don't know. I'm just how guessing. Um, yeah, yeah, me too. How about yeah. that? I don't know. What, they, what are they called? Just, World Economic Forum sense. 10. <laughs> let's, call it, let's, call it close, let's call it Reset 10. So whenever we, we've reset the codes. This is Reset 10. Or Reset 11 is going to be the next one or something. Yeah. 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 Huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I wow. mean there's, so you, have to, you just have to go back to the, you know, what are, what do they use? Because doctors, so so even if I were to ask a doctor <laughs> to write for asor asorbic acid, which is vitamin C IV, some of them would go, "I've never written that order," and I'm like, "Yep, I know you've never written that order. Just never use that functionality within the hospital system. It was there in the pharmacy, but they've never written it. Okay, so but they, they have to have a diet, but they have to use." It's not they couldn't but use remember, it, they just haven't used it. Okay, go ahead. Correct, but they can't use it without a diagnosis because we've got to say there's a diagnosis for medical necessity. Does that make sense? So uh -huh. the diagnosis says, um, Greg, your um, troponin is high. Looks like you've got some ST elevation in your, on your EKG. You, it looks like you're having a heart attack. We're going to give you X next because you, we just diagnosed you with a heart attack and now we need to do these things because it fits with the code. Okay? Right? <laughs> they can't do anything without a diagnosis. Right. That, that's, that's how it is. And that's okay if they're diagnosed correctly. Well, that was my next question. 
<laughs> so we have people every day, and, and then that now that are dead, actually, that yeah. um, we know that they were diagnosed incorrectly, and it was not COVID-19. It was not COVID-19. Let me repeat that. It was not COVID-19. And they got diagnosed with that. Now they're dead. It's on their death certificate. And we've got pathology reports and we've got other information that is that we are pulling together to hence go after cases, right? Now you've got other issues that you have. You've got, stat, you've got um, statutes of limitations, the timing. You've got, um, you know, whether you've got a good enough attorney, if they can take your case. I mean, there's so many layers to this. Um, and then, of course, you've got the funding because, I mean, people can't even buy eggs these days. So, I mean, we've got there's, – there's a lot of detail to these situations, but, but people need to make sure they're being accurately diagnosed. And if you go to a doctor and you don't think you're being listened to or diagnosed correctly, you need an advocate because yeah. we, we, have, we have pinned it where we've said this is not COVID-19 or this is – we are missing something here. Could this really be scar tissue that we're dealing with? And it's not a mass because of the shadowing on the imaging. There are questions that need to be asked, and you've got to have a professional advocate to help you walk through. Now, with Grace Care, we're not doctors. I don't diagnose. We don't write prescriptions, but we know a lot of good people that do, and we pull those people in at, the, at those right moments, right, um, mm-hmm. to be able to help guide people through those next steps. Um, and um, we're seeing some uh, – people are realizing – that they're not being treated correctly, especially when they have now just realized and woken up that it's not um, uh, that that it was the jab that has made them sick. I mean, some people are just waking up to the fact that after the so third or staggering. fourth booster. For those of us that have been on this, like I, I first came about, you know, I remember when um, Trump announced the the ban from China because of this thing, this thing called COVID. It's like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Then I heard the symptoms, and I thought, oh, I just had that at the end of December of 2019. You know, I got the radio shows to prove it, and my gravel voice, uh, and this, this, this nasty cough I had for a couple of weeks. Um, so I thought, okay, well, I've got that. I'm done. <laughs> you know, and then I got to, we had Bill Gertz, uh, uh, Washington uh, Times, a uh, foreign uh, policy um, international relations expert, tell us about the Wuhan lab. Mm-hmm. So we did that. Then, February 27th, I, I had a bill that said that Congress could only spend half the money on, on vaccines because at that time, already Dr. Fascist was already, you know, vaccines are the only way to go. All roads lead to vaccines. You can't do anything else but vaccines. That's it. You know, and I thought, well, that's ridiculous. It's already mm-hmm. here. You, you, why, would you, why would you try and create a vaccine that takes 15 years to create safely uh, for a virus that's already here? You need treatments. You need cures. You need them right now. So then I looked mm-hmm. up treatments and cures for viruses, and I found a bunch of them in like two hours. <laughs> so then March 2nd, I come on the show uh, after writing my bill, and I said, after the weekend, I said, uh, we've got, uh, I got the DDR weld study. I've got, um, you know, chloroquine stops this. There is no pandemic. There's no reason for it. We can treat this. This is no big deal. It's a bad flu bug. Most people are going to be fine. Get over it. Then I met Dr. Zelenko, and, and he came on the show, and we did some other stuff. But I mean, and I'm no medical expert. You know, I just followed the evidence, just just ask questions. And, and, you know, but that's not how people think, though. People think the doctor is God and the doctor will always have the best interest at heart. And the doctors used to, but they don't serve people anymore. They serve the codes. They serve the medical establishment. They serve the, uh, the reimbursements, the, the Center for Medicaid Systems Reimbursement. Uh, and they really serve the national government health care plan, which is where we've gotten to. 
How am I doing? Yeah. Well, well, some, well, you know, and I don't want to label all doctors like that because right now we're running into some fantastic uh, doctors, naturopathy, chiropractors that really do mm-hmm. have a great mindset of how um, of how we can help people. And that, that's a great thing. So I think the swing is in our favor. I think okay. we're just going to have a lot of people that will die. Okay. So in, in war, which this is a more of a silent war than anything besides what's going on with Russia and, and, and all of that over there, um, mm-hmm. you know, they're warmongers. Um, war is money, in my opinion, for, for, for the uh, globalist system. Absolutely. All it is is money. They, 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 I think they're running out of money. So, yeah, we just need a war. <laughs> sounds, no, they're not running sounds, out. We, sounds fantastic. <laughs> I call it the permanent you know, war class. We always have to be at war somewhere. You know, it's business as usual. So business as usual is we went from Iraq to Afghanistan to Ukraine, and we had an interruption of four yeah, years and, with Trump. And we, and we, that's right. We had an interruption, and, and they started to, to, I mean, their coffers started to uh, run dry. So you just, it, it's, you know, in my opinion, we've got a lot of the right stuff out there, and that's mm-hmm. where we need to bring hope in and not fear. People are dying from fear alone. Okay, because they don't understand how to navigate. They don't understand how to block and tackle. And, um, and that's what's so great about how, how uh, Grace Care came together in March of 2020. Mm-hmm. Here we're coming up on three years. And uh, for the first year, I did it all on my own, just trying to figure out how in the world was it, what was I supposed to do? What was God leading me to, to do in this mm-hmm. effort? And um, every single piece of the puzzle easily came together and I just credit it to okay this is exactly what God wanted me to do and um, within the last uh, end of last year 2022 we had a couple cases where man they were hard they were they were really hard and um, we, we flew a gentleman out of a hospital uh, to seek better treatment the only option that this large healthcare system in the Dakota areas I mean they, they have 300 uh, hospitals attached to this large healthcare system, and the ICU mm-hmm. doctor goes to the a- goes to the advocate. You realize nobody flies out of here, and the advocate's like, "Well, if we get an accepting order from another physician, we sure are going to fly out of there." And he goes, "What do you mean nobody flies out you, of there? Uh, I mean, there's once you're in that you, hospital, because they, gets, does the place better? Because or something they're or at what? the high." Yeah, because he, oh. that hospital, a part of their 300 hospital system, was the highest tier system, the highest level acuity, meaning if, if, if you needed anything done in that area, they were the highest tier, the ones that could do it all, right? Okay. And, mm-hmm. and well, they weren't doing it all because the only thing that the ICU doctor had every single day for this gentleman was the come in and go, well, I think you're getting worse. I think we need to intubate you. Well, the gentleman wanted other options. He mm-hmm. wanted to try ivermectin. He wanted to try high-dosing vitamin C. He wanted to try these other things that he had heard of. But mm-hmm. at this hospital, the doctor literally just said, well, I'm just going to be honest with you. I, don't, I can't even do that because, and I said, you don't have to say, you don't have to say anything more. We know exactly what would happen if you wrote those orders. So, we, so here, here's what the patient right is here's what informed consent is and here's our next steps and and the physician was actually fantastic he's like well all right i'll do that and he helped assist in making sure we got the medical records to the right place because we have had other hospitals that flat said we're not sending that we're not even gonna we're not even approving that they're staying right here and we had to go other maneuvers 
to fly the patient out of the hospital. So this gentleman, the, the doctor, all he did every day, and he was in the hospital for weeks, okay? This was not the, the gentleman that looked like a, a body of health. And he'll tell you that. Jim, he's on a Rumble channel. Um, mm-hmm. Grace Care has a uh, Rumble channel. And if you look at Molly and Jim's story, they were our very first um, Rumble that we put out there. Okay, I never had a Rumble channel before. I've never done a lot of this before. <laughs> well, but we I might, wanted to I might share... have one myself. But Molly, are you talking about Molly James? I know who that is. She's been on the show a bunch no, of times. No, Molly? no, no. Molly, nope, Molly and Jim Loop is their name. Okay. It's a husband and wife. Molly uh-huh. was the wife that called Grace Care for help. Her husband right. was in the hospital, and mm-hmm. that's that was the call um, on a Wednesday, and uh, we flew him out of there that weekend, and we got him to better care. But but the reason I'm explaining the story is they, these they didn't have a ton of funds. That was an out of pocket air tra- uh, critical care air flight where I had to have the right critical care team to fly him to safely fly him, where they were trained in case anything happened in flight to be able to take action, the, these mm-hmm. things cost money. And, and any yeah. of these flights can cost from fifteen to 30000 30, depending on the travel, depending on the type of crew, and depending whether you need a bariatric plane or not. So there's What's several that? things that you – a bariatric plane is where you have um, – if you have a larger person where they're mm-hmm. with a, from shoulder to shoulder um, or certain lengths or longer, we need to have a larger plane – in order to safely carry that person and the appropriate crew with them. Hmm. Um, and so you have to be able to have, I mean, this isn't like a huge, like American Airlines, like this is a, a uh, one of those uh, aircraft, aircraft uh, flights that can bring a patient on a stretcher. You've got all the, uh, all the equipment that the critical care team needs if they, were need to, if they did need to intubate or do anything on flight. Um, mm-hmm. if, because when you're going up in altitude, that changes um, oxygenation. Um, there's, lot, there's things that can change when you go up in altitude, right? Um, and the person has, you know, a lot of health issues too. So we want to make sure it's a safe flight. But in flying them, that, that costs money. And we ended up making it happen by way of a miracle to be, f- frankly, I, I couldn't believe what we had, what we had done, and um, actually, Ma, their story is going to be coming out in a in a book here. But it was it was a miracle because they didn't have the funds. I didn't mm. have the funds either. Okay, yeah. and I said, well, I said, Molly, you told me about that prayer group you have, right? She goes, Yep. I said, All right. I need you to send them a message. I need you to say this is exactly what I want you to say with this amount dollars and cents. Because if we don't get this, I can't book this flight. They will not come get get Jim. I have to have the money in order to book it first. Because insurance wasn't going to pay for that. Because insurance said no because he was already at the highest tier hospital. Now, why would an insurance company move a patient out of the highest tier hospital to another hospital that isn't even doing all of the, the protocols that they like, right? So insurance, we tried. We did try through insurance, and they said no. Um, because we had to, um, because we didn't know if they were going to have we come up with the funds. Well, not even five minutes after after I got off the phone and she sent that message, she had this sweet lady within the prayer group that says, "I'm I'm bringing a check to you, Molly." Wow. She called me in tears, going, "Priscilla, we've got the money." I said, "Great, I'm booking the flight. 
we've we've got to book it. We've got to get out of there, and I've got to book it because these the flight. Uh, some flight places, and I only like some particular flight crews as well for your audience. Look, not every flight crew is the right flight crew to use um, because they're not set up properly, um, in my opinion, um, and they don't do the right level of uh, critical care um, during those long flights. So this critical care team, uh, sometimes they were out a week in order to book a flight because they only have so many of those. Right, and people were being flown everywhere. I mean, I would call, and sometimes a couple of weeks, I wouldn't have. There was no flight available, none. <laughs> I was like, "Oh dear heavens, Lord, what are we going to do in the meantime?" Because this patient is in critical critical condition, and in critical care in the ICU, things can change facts. Accidents happen, medication errors happen. I've seen it. it this is just the reality. And so, um, and, and we're trying to keep Jim calm, right? His anxiety is high. He's having respiratory distress. He's exhausted. He had malnutrition. I mean, it was, it, he was not in good shape, okay? Mm-hmm. And we, fl- we flew him out of there, and after we got there, I just thought, this is incredible. Within about three days at the other hospital, this was at UMMC down in Houston, Texas. It's a, small, it's a smaller hospital. If you drive up to it, you'll go, this is it? Yep, that's it. That so is small, it. So let me get this straight. So the smaller hospital, which do they treat with hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, or, or the things that the big hospital wouldn't do well, because they didn't have a code, didn't follow the protocols, you know, and were these folks – and this, here's the, the overall problem is that with medicine, it seems like the hospitals and the, the medical insurance people and the government health people are, are more inclined to let people die if they use the right protocols than to save them with what they might be the wrong protocols because it doesn't fit their, their agenda or their plan or their system. So in other words, it's better to die using the system than to live not using the system. That's the way it looks to me. Well, well they believe in the system because that's how they were, that's how they were taught. Do you have to understand how they were taught? That's why okay. you don't talk nutrition. To, and you, that's why you don't ask the doctor, what should I do for my nutrition plan? Because they weren't taught that. They don't know anything about that. They maybe had five minutes, maybe, if we're lucky and if they were awake during that, that, that class. But that is, that is the reality of how they were trained through the Rockefeller um, medical system. That's it's just true. They don't know nutrition. So that's why you have to have a holistic certified nutrition um, mm-hmm. advocate through Grace Care to help you walk through what is really the good stuff to have. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in, in this hospital, they, you know, I still don't control what these doctors uh, order, but I work with these physicians knowing that, um, that they weren't going to give remdesivir right, or that they're going to give high-dosing vitamin C because of maybe sepsis. So in a sepsis uh, patient, What's sepsis? that is something that can – Yep, sepsis, um, if anybody looks it up, um, it, it, you could die from being septic. So it's that's where poison, an infection – it, it gets in your – the infection gets in your blood. It could be in okay. multiple organs. Um, and this is where you have um, – it could be a multi-system organ failure due to sepsis, meaning an infection is throughout the whole body, and you've got to do something in order to really handle it. They, they probably would have usually three different antibiotics um, on the patient as well. Um, IV antibiotics that, yes, are pharmaceuticals. Yes, that can be very uh, toxic to uh, the kidneys and liver. But people mm-hmm. have to operate in, in a system of understanding it. So I gave a lot of these medications in my health career, and they were and they and they worked. 
However, mm-hmm. there's other things that can be used as well, like high-dosing vitamin C. Vitamin C in the healthcare world is called ascorbic acid. And there are options that can be used, not the lighter dose, the high dosing, uh, because some Mm -hmm. people go, oh, I'll order ascorbic acid, but the doctor orders like a thousand milligrams. I'm like, really? Get your life together. That's not going to do anything. Like, we got to get, we got to get going on this because 10,000 milligrams or more, right? That's where it kind of starts. I remember Linus Pauling with vitamin C. Yeah, so there's, you know, different levels. Um, there is some testing that they do do uh, before, uh, you know, just to make sure genetically they can give the high-dosing um, uh, ascorbic acid as well. That's where you have a doctor that understands those, those things. But it's a pro-oxidant. A, a, a vitamin C is a great pro-oxidant when your body is septic. And you've really got to throw the kitchen sink at this because mm-hmm. in a septic state, death does happen. And if you if you start to shut down the kidneys and the liver and the infection mm-hmm. takes completely hold, where you're on the highest ventilator settings, which is through the breathing tube to help assist somebody breathe, I mean, you're not looking at a great outcome. You're looking at a, a well, very difficult outcome. As I understand it with remdesivir, uh, it causes kidney failure, which causes what I guess the body would get rid of to, to fill your chest so your lungs can't breathe, and then they force a ventilator in the other end. It's, it's like, you know, I described, you know, are you coming, you're standing on the accelerator and the brake. You know, you're doing two things that are completely opposed to each other and creating nothing but smoking tires. So the same thing happens. If you're pushing air in one end, you know, from stuff that's not coming out the other end and the chest is filling up with, with bodily fluid, um, that's completely ridiculous. Or they say contraindicated, whatever the medical term is. But they're not dealing with the problem. They should be getting rid of the fluid. And I, I speak from experience on this because I had, after heart surgery, heart surgery went well. You know, they, they had a mitral valve, they had to trim it, made it fit nicely, no heart murmur. I'm in great shape. So the surgery was fabulous. But three weeks later, I almost died of, of uh, fluid in my system because I think because of the blood thinners. And so they drain, you know, 1,500 milliliters the first day and then 1,500 milliliters the second day. I said, you guys done yet? He said, no, there's still more in there. I said, take it out now. I said, well, we can only take 1,500 milliliters. I said, I don't give a damn. <laughs> You <laughs> take it all out now. So she's got another 1,500. So I had four and a half liters of fluid drained from my chest. You know, one of these big needles that, come mm-hmm. up that goes into your back, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of like my own patient advocate. And actually, in retrospect, I think it was the, the right thing to do because at that point I recovered, my, my lungs reinflated, and I was fine. I went home a day or so later. Um, but the problem was that uh, these blood centers and this nasty stuff, you know, was there. And if they'd given me, if, if I'd been in the hospital today, they would have said, well, your chest's filling with fluid. We're going to put you on a ventilator. You know, because you can't breathe. And I couldn't. I was, I was, my breath was, was gradually, I was gradually suffocating yeah. under this fluid. So I know exactly what it's all about. It wasn't in my lungs. It was beside my lungs. So there was no place for the lung to expand. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I know about this kind of stuff uh, from personal experience. I don't know all the medical terminology. But uh, if I wasn't mm-hmm. my own advocate, if I hadn't taken all that fluid, out, had them take all that fluid out, you know, this stupid protocol, um, then uh, who knows how long this would have gone on for. But the little bit they left in, my body was able to take care of and I'm fine. But talk about an advocate, something totally unexpected. You know, so the surgery goes well, and then they almost kill me three weeks later. Well, give me a break. <laughs> <You know. laughs> well, there, there are risks with everything in, in the healthcare field, right? And there's, mm-hmm. so like, I, like we t- explained to our clients, sometimes when, when, you, when you're dealing with a health situation, there's a little bit of a dancing act that we have to do, right? Okay. We've got to make sure, um, you know, the moves that you make are really important, right? Sometimes you've got to stop and take a break, too. Mm-hmm. So there, there's, a, um, there's some dance moves that you've got to know um, because sometimes doing nothing is also good, right? Um, sometimes doing um, alternative holistic options are good too. 
So um, it's Not just in this the fact case, that but those norm- di- normally yes. Yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah, that's, uh, right. So there's, but for, it's a dance, it's a dancing act. Sounds like you did a good dance act. Well, here's the question though, because so, we're, you know, those of us that are that are patients are advocating, uh, we're, we're from a position of of lower power because we're the patient, of lower knowledge because they're the experts, and yet you still have your logic and your reason. And it made sense to me that if fluid in my my chest is the problem, taking it out is going to be the solution. <laughs> you know, and that just and that's what I basically ordered them to do it. And they're like, oh, I don't freaking yes, you can. Oh, okay. I'm not gonna say who did it because they were they were really cool about it. But you know, I could have been there. Who knows how long? What if the fluid came back? You know. And so, yeah. so at what point do people say to themselves, or you know, I'd be easier to, next time I'm calling you. Okay, that, 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 that's obvious. Um, but it, but in terms of, of being an advocate, you really have to believe that, that there's a certain logic and reason that you can bring to medicine, like I did with my. Well, you've got to be. You you have to be. You have to be. You have to understand what, what are the right questions to ask. So a lot okay. of people would call Great Care over the last three years and they go, "I've got a loved one in the hospital, and we've got to get him out of the hospital right now." And I'm like, "Relax. Let's let's look at the full picture. Exactly what's going on." Okay. Because in in this one in this one instance, just follow this logic for for, for a minute. So this gentleman mm-hmm. is in the ICU on high levels of oxygen. Um, as multiple other health health issues going on, okay, is mm-hmm. on some IV medications. I mean, got a lot going on, all right? Mm-hmm. And the family's like, we're taking them out because they're going to kill them. I'm like, okay, all right. Um, yes, I understand the hospitals have, have done the wrong protocol in many circumstances. Let's validate what's going on. Let's ease down the fear and anxiety. Okay, and let's actually see what what's really going on because sometimes we've got to use the bad system for for the good of what we can get out of it, right? Remember, we're trying okay. to protect that patient in the bed. If you go and take that that if they would have taken that gentleman out of that bed, AMA, which is against medical advice, uh-huh. they would have taken him out. My question to them was, tell me, you get down the road, what happens when he passes out or loses his heart rate, or what happens next? When when he when you look at him and he's blue, tell me what what is your plan of action? Mm-hmm. They go well, I, I I don't know. I said, is there another hospital that that you know about in the area, or do you have a doctor? Do you have stuff set up at home in order to have the appropriate levels of oxygen, the IV, any IVs that we need, anything like that? Do you have anything? They go well. Said, okay, <laughs> well we're not pu- we're we're not going to pull him out of the bed right now. Because that's not considered a safe discharge plan. And I don't want them dying in the car as you're driving out of the hospital because the only place you're going back to would be the place that you're pulling them out of. So you've got to think about your strategy. And that, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's, a re, that's a real conversation that people are having because of the fear, because they don't understand the system. They don't understand what the doctor is saying. Right? There's, mm-hmm. It's like a foreign sense. language. Healthcare. Healthcare is a is, is a foreign language, so you know we've we've dealt with so um, very ego, very <laughs> e- ego, e- yeah, right? Yeah. Legal stuff is a foreign language, right? So you have to understand how to maneuver, right? And what to really mm-hmm. pay attention to and what not to pay attention to, right? Mm-hmm. If somebody's in the hospital, I'm going to mm-hmm. pay attention to the first thing: how's their airway, because that's the ABCs of healthcare: airway, bleeding, and circulation. Mm-hmm. Right. Those are those are those are just easy. Well, I my CPR training years ago. It sounds familiar. If I have to get recertified again, that'd be another good. There thing you to go. To, yeah, you might yeah, need yeah. it these days because there's a lot of people dropping dead. 
um, or passing out. I don't know. On the <laughs> well, let's talk about that. Where is there? What's the best way to go about getting into the training these days? Who's who's? I think the Red Cross used to do it. Well, but I mean, not... they, they still are. They, yeah, they're still doing their their regular CPR training. Um, are they, are the, you know, are they I, good still, or does that need revamping? Well, I don't. I I don't know if that needs revamping. I mean, any anything to help. Uh, provide circulation in terms of the re- repetition of when you're doing chest compressions and the recoil uh-huh. is super important. So if anybody's going to get theirs done, I would make sure make sure you know how to do recoil because if What's you're that? watching, um, that is where you're going to press down mm-hmm. and up. You want a really good recoil where you're pressing down and coming back up because you want to push the blood throughout the whole body. That's the recoil. And a lot of people do hmm. um, pansy, uh, you know, chest compressions, which are very light. Well, what are you, you're, the goal of, of, of chest compressions is to compress the blood throughout the whole body because if you're in the healthcare setting, one of the things we would do if somebody were to code is, um, I work in the pediatric intensive care unit, if any of those um, babies or pediatrics would code, which did happen if they were very, very sick and came in with, um, you know, multiple uh, injuries that were life-threatening. If they did code, meaning they lost their heart rate, we would immediately start uh, chest compressions, but we would cool their head down. We would put bags of ice on their head to protect hmm. their brain. Well, you can't do that on the field. You don't have bags of ice, right, that you can throw in somebody's house, but they, they, we do need blood circulation because even if you do chest compressions and they've got no blood, throat, blood flow to their brain, uh, what's their quality of life look down the road? Well, let's talk about I mean, uh, Damar Hamlin then, you know, and people that are, you know, because we live in an age where people are literally dropping, you know, either dead or, or close to it with, with major heart attacks, which I'm convinced, and I think you are too, are coming from the COVID jabs, you know, the spike proteins. In fact, I think the, the, the first person to die of this was Brian Sicknick, the Capitol Hill police officer, because Capitol Hill got all their shots mid-December uh, of 2020, and by 2021, January 6th. Um, they'd already had it three weeks. So it would make sense that somebody somewhere would probably have uh, either passed out or died or got a couple of strokes from the COVID. And, and so what do people do now? How do, we, how do we change our attitude? I mean, I'm thinking about this. Everybody really should know CPR because if this is happening on a more, often, more regular basis, which it is, where look at the news. You know, I've never seen so many people die so, so suddenly, so quickly over such a, you know, such a short period of time uh, as is happening right now. So it's almost incumbent upon us to, to know CPR and have, have a battle plan, you know, so that we can be our own little health advocates for other people or recognize it. Yeah. Well, how do people recognize I guess you can't feel one of these things coming, can you? If, if, if someone's had a COVID shot, can they diagnose themselves and, and, or should they get a uh, – actually, we've got um, – Well, di- self-diagnosing is not a good idea. And if you go well, to Google and you, and you try to diagnose yourself off of Google, good Lord, like we, have, we literally – we have people calling us going, I know what's wrong with me. I have <laughs> cancer. And I'm more like you. You have you got diagnosed with cancer? They're like Google. I googled. I googled my symptoms. And I'm like, well, oh, that's an AI. So the worst thing is going to be at the top. So let's not use Google <laughs> as your doctor. That's not that's a good really idea. Interesting. Yeah. Well, no. And uh, no, no. It, thing, it's scary. Is what talk, it is. But I want to talk more about that. That's really interesting. Um, well, or scary too. But but the thing is, but for people, you know, I think we do need to learn more CPR. But for someone that's had a COVID jab and they're worried about it. What what can they do, you know, to sort of see if they're susceptible, more susceptible? Um, Diane Warner, who comes well, on they, after they should get a nurse, D-dimer. 
D-dimer. This is exactly I mean, what I was trying D- to think of. Yeah. yeah. So tell me about that. A, a, D- a, D- a, a D-dimer, um, you know, is uh, – so we don't know I, – I mean, we don't know if all the, if, if what's going on, if it's all – maybe there's shedding involved. Maybe there's other comorbidities that have been ignored. Delay of care. Think about the delay of care that's happened in the last three years. So I don't right. like to jump to conclusions and draw a, okay. a, mass, br- a mass brush across – everything that's going on and relate it to the jab. I, I don't. Now, okay. there's some common sense here, right? Mm-hmm. We do know that there's a large mass population that has been double jabbed, boosted, gotten their flu shot, and all of these circumstances um, do uh, lead to some logical thoughts going, all right, what's the cause and relation to this? Mm-hmm. Um, the, the problem is, is these these people that are having these issues, even if they go see the, the establishment typical medical doctor, their symptoms are not related to anything of the, of the vaccine that they just place in their body that is not uh, an approved um, vaccine. It is still in trial phase, and um, we don't know all the ingredients, and, and neither do they. So for them not to even draw conclusions to say, you know, could that be causing these issues, I think they have a little bit of a conflict of interest because most of those doctors were promoting it to the mass populations of their patients because they were all getting taxed. In these large healthcare systems, people get mass taxed going, oh, it's time for your booster, come in and get it, you know, and they were promoting Mm -hmm. this activity. So think about the conflict of interest if these physicians were to start writing oh, looks like they have a vaccine injury, and that goes to insurance. Uh, hello, there's conflict of interest right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're basically telling people, like, so that's why I think a lot of it is not being diagnosed correctly and we're skipping over. So the, the people that are having these heart attacks or these um, blood clots, you, people can go ask their doctor for a D-dimer okay. um, if, they, if they suspect that there is um, – you know, they want to check where, where they're at in terms of um, uh, clotting, okay? You know, Would you recommend that for or, anybody that's had a, a COVID shot or, or people that again, are Again, again, we have yeah. people going ask for this. We have people that go ask for this and the doctor will refuse to order it because it doesn't have a diagnosis. Really? Even a lab has to. Yes, yes. So I, I, remember, you still have to go back to having a doctor that's willing to investigate, be a doctor, and think holistically about what potentially could be causing um, symptoms, signs and symptoms that aren't right, right? Maybe there's swelling in one, in one uh, leg and not the other. Um, maybe there's swelling in both legs and they need to start to look at the heart. They need to go get what's called an echocardiogram, where they look at the ejection fraction of the heart. In a sonogram, it's just a, you put some goob on your chest, they take some good pictures, but you have to have an order to go do that from a doctor, Hmm. right? So all of this stems from finding a good doctor. It's not like I can go up to like a Walmart and go, hey, can I get an echocardiogram? This isn't a (laughs) drive-thru. This is like, I mean, people people like literally think they can just walk up and demand and, and or throw put put themselves on a floor like a toddler and get what they want. This is not how this works. That's why you have to be very smart about how are you presenting to a doctor. What are the things you're saying to the doctor? Because if you say certain things to the doctor, you can get certain things ordered. And then once it's ordered, you better make sure it gets done. 
because once you walk out of that office, um, if you're in a large healthcare system, good luck. You'll probably have to call back in, and you'll be on a calling tree because they all have big calling centers. <laughs> so um, good luck. You'll be on the, the Philippines? phone for Can we an help hour. you, please? <laughs> you know, so we probably, so yes. I'll do that. Let I'll, me transfer I'll like... you to another person. Yeah, exactly. We've got a bunch of them. Yeah. No, I've, I've done that. Actually, I've called various, uh, you know, computer and tech people. It's like, and what part of the Philippines am I talking to today? <laughs> yes, yes. You know, I mean, no, 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 I, a lot now, of these Thank are, you for calling, you know, it's, it's kind of funny, actually. No, no, they're not even a third party. I mean, we're, we're talking centers right here in America. I, I've, uh-huh. Look, I've known these. I've worked with the, the, some of the largest centers that have the largest call centers. And it's because mm-hmm. they have trimmed down um, how, how people call in and get help. And, and I'll tell you, these call centers are frustrated because they hear these calls every single day going, man, these people really need help. But they can't get people in to these offices for weeks. Well, I'm like, well, you might not want to go to that doctor anyway because I don't think they're going to do anything for you. They're going to do the traditional stuff. We might need to start thinking about the other stuff that your body might need for the spike proteins. And that's where we have Dr. Artis and Dr. Henry mm-hmm. Elay, which I, I know you know Dr. Artis. I don't know if you've yep. had Dr. Henry Elay on your no, show. No, I haven't. Um, uh, this is the second time I've yeah. heard that name recently, so I'm, I'm yeah. curious. Yeah, so fantastic. This is why you need to do a regular report here, Priscilla. You need to be on at least half an hour a week, well, you know, or maybe an hour if you're just working. I know you're busy, but think about it, you know, or every other week or something. We'll figure something out. But you bring on yeah, these we're, people, we're, and, you, we're and you can bring on guests. Th- you can bring on well, Dr. Artis and Dr. Elay um, mm-hmm. in particular. So Dr. Artis is a retired chiropractor. Dr. Right. Elay is a naturopathy doctor that actually runs a, a vaccine injury clinic um, oh. on the Pacific side. And what's really interesting is those two together, their minds have really come together in collaborating as we're seeing some of these unique cases coming to us that do look like they have been severely injured or they have been, their uh, diagnosis has been completely ignored and the traditional methods aren't working. So mm-hmm. they tend to work in the alternative holistic or all the way down to your red blood cells. Dr. Henry Elay talks about the detoxification at the red blood cell level. So people come to great care and they'll go, okay, yeah, I need an advocate, but can I also have Dr. Artis or Dr. Elay review my information? And we can yeah. do that. They, they go through their information. They provide options and recommendations. Again, they're not doctors. They're not writing prescriptions, but they do review, hey, wow, this is going on. It looks like these things that your doctor has prescribed you might want to ask about. These are some other options that you need to look at for detoxification at the red blood cell level. Because remember, all the way down to the cellular level, is where the, sometimes where the root cause of the problem lies, okay? And if we don't talk about the root cause of the problem, which Dr. Artis and Dr. Elay do, we are only going to continue to do Band-Aids in the healthcare system. And that's what our healthcare system, the larger corporate healthcare system does so well, is they love to put Band-Aids on problems because it really doesn't fix things. Um, the person just comes back for more care. It's the best business model that they have. Well, it's self-perpetuating. It's like the vaccine that destroys your immune system, so you end up getting more vaccines, which are taxpayer-paid, so it doesn't really come out of your pocket, so you don't care. But even though you are paying for it, you know, all of us are through our taxes, you know, it's the best business model out there is a product that actually creates a need for more of the product by destroying what the product is supposed to do. It's, it's diabolical. For well, it, 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 but it's the it's same, same thing that we've asked some, some of the people that come to us. They said, all right, so tell me, 
you went and got um, the vaccine, okay? You believed in it, right? The white coat told you to go do it. They said, yep. I said, okay. <laughs> the white coat. Did you have, did you have yeah. any of these symptoms before you got this, any of them, any of these that you told me? They're like, no. I said, okay. Tell me, do you, where do you go get your food right now? Like, what type of food do you go get? And they're like, well, oh, I eat really good. Okay, good. Tell me, what do you, what do you eat? Oh, I go to Whole Foods. I go to Sprouts. I go, I get the best organic food. Okay, hold on. So you, you're eating organic good food. Sounds like that's amazing. However, you put an experimental injection mm-hmm. of unknown ingredients in your body that is not organic. And we don't know where that went in your body. And it's potentially creating more problems. So I would really highly encourage you to not get anything further experimental put into your body unless yeah. you are fully informed. Unless you are fully informed. Now, some people love to go get those things. God bless America. That's your medical freedom. Go do it if you want. I just might not be able to help you because you have fully toxified your body and you are not willing to look at the greater picture. But we, lit- I lit- we literally had one person call. And the, the person was in the hospital with COVID, and the family, no kidding, no joke, no joke, literally wanted us to demand that the doctor made them give them another booster. And my only question was, like, is there money in the family? Do they want them to die? Like, I, I'm confused. Why are you yeah. advocating to get another booster when they are this sick? Of course, they don't, they don't the doctor wasn't going to order that in the hospital, um, and, and they didn't. And I think the doctor was even confused. Like, why is, Why are they asking for another booster? <laughs> well, this is interesting. We talked about this wanted. with our – remember our World's Greatest Doctors panel with all, all the different doctors, which you joined a few times, yeah. that uh, people think of vaccines as a treatment as opposed to a preventive. They actually think that they mm-hmm. can cure you. And so this, this whole perception, if vaccines are the only thing out there, that the only thing you can take you know, for COVID is a vaccine as opposed to vitamin C, you know, D3, and, you know, the usual stuff um, – Hydroxychloroquine, all the things we know about, you know, uh, you know, yeah. things we talked about for years, you know, the, but, uh, but it's fascinating, but people are, there's a whole psychology that goes along with this, that the vaccine oh, is the treatment it's, when it's not, yes. you know, it's actually the problem. Well, there, the, the psychological warfare on people's minds, uh-huh. um, including, the, including what the white coat says. I mean, we had some yeah. people even call us and go, well, if you're not a doctor, I don't know how you could know anything. I'm thinking, oh, Lord, <laughs> oh, help that. me. All right. Yep. Well, I, I guess good luck. Good, yeah, yeah. good luck. And they, yeah, and they still, still called us back because <laughs> they, yeah, yeah, they yeah. still called us back because the doctor wasn't eventually listening to them. So it, it's it, that we're, we're still we're in a time of uh, war in tor- terms of the healthcare system. Um, and, and there's going to be a big tug of war here. And people have just got to determine where do they want their medical freedom to stand? How, how hard are they willing to fight for it? I mean, we look at what Novak did last year, and he stood for his medical freedom in not getting the COVID-19 injection because of what they were telling him to do. He decided to say no. And I'm so thankful that he had such a great victory um, here 
recently. Uh, I love tennis, mainly because the outfits are super cute for girls. Um, <laughs> but it, um, I used to be a tennis player, so I love tennis. Okay. And I was, I yeah. was like, I was like the Johnny Mac, except probably not that good, like Johnny Mac. But in the girl realm, I mean, you got to shout, you got to make some noise out there and have some fun. Um, but I was thankful to see a great victory um, that he had because um, for me. There's a lot of people that fought really hard in their mind um, up until the, uh, to the point where they said, I'm just going to have to get it. And they went and they were coerced to go get this. And now they're, now they're going, oh, my gosh, my company's not taking care of me. I'm on short-term disability now. It doesn't even pay that well. How am I going to pay well, my bills? It's, it is it's horrible. Like and it's you know but fortunately there are things people can do about it you know cardio miracle and some other products and things and nutrition and everything else and all the stuff that you that you have well advocate. they can do um, th- uh, they can do ahead. stuff i will just take a point with that people okay. are doing a lot of things with this but i uh, people come to us and we'll say well what are you doing and i'm like oh, you are all over the board you've got to get a way better game plan everybody's just throwing whatever they can find right but you've okay. got to have a good game plan in order to handle things. It's like um, preparing for a marathon. You don't mm-hmm. just wake up one day and go run a marathon. No, along the way, you're training for it. You're building up to it, right, to mm-hmm. be successful. Well, there's a daily game plan that each person needs for their holistic and alternative measures that they need for their God-given, their God-given body. And if you don't have that direction, you definitely do need it. You shouldn't, some people aren't even taking things correctly. And, and so I'm like, uh, good luck, but you're, you really do need to have a, a really good firm game plan and you better believe in who you're, who you're talking to, um, to make sure you're getting the right adequate help because some people are, are being very misled. Horribly misled. Um, we got a couple minutes left, and before we go, this has been fun. <laughs> we should talk more often, definitely. Um, but you mentioned uh, artificial intelligence, and so I don't think people realize, including me, how much that has invaded the medical system. So you're saying when you Google or DuckDuckGo or any of the other alleged you know, services, uh, and you, you, you put a disease in or put some symptoms in, it gives you the worst possible and then, how does that work exactly? How is it artificial intelligence? Well, it's, you go to a, you go to a search engine. Yeah, you go okay. to a search engine, and um, if you go to any of the big mega ones, you know, Google is Google, Yahoo, all those, and you put in, mm-hmm. I'm having abdominal pain. Well, it's probably mm-hmm. going to pop up with like, um, you've got cancer, you've got tumors, you've got, you know, bowel perforation, like probably the worst diagnosis at the top. And so Mm -hmm. people then self-diagnose, and when you self-diagnose and you're actually not being um, properly cared for under medical um, guidance, which I do Mm -hmm. think you need a doctor in order Mm -hmm. to properly treat. Thank God we have great doctors, Um, but you better make sure you have a good one. Um, And and those algorithms will come up to the top and um, you've got, uh, you know, you've got a self-diagnosis. Then people go, well, then how do I treat it? Then they start treating it with like the things that probably aren't appropriate for that person and it could actually cause more harm than good. So the algorithms um, in the healthcare field um, really are going to go to fall wayside of uh, the social credit score. So in the electronic medical records, you know, they could pull up in these large large facilities, you know, who are all the people that went and got vaccinated? Who hasn't gotten vaccinated, okay? Mm -hmm. Well, 
All right, they got vaccinated, so all right, they can get X now. They can go they can go get groceries, right? Or nope, they can't. Oh, they're a smoker. They're a smoker. That's not good, right? So look, there's a slippery slope to um to being able to track those things um within these uh electronic medical records, but then we also have to question could that be used for a social credit score, which uh, they highly look like look at overseas, right? And that's control. You know what you can do, where you can go. Can you even go out of the zip code to get mm-hmm. X? That that's happened over in Australia, right? That's happened in some of these places. So I question everything, and I think your audience should question everything and how that really looks in the big picture. Um, and and I would not be willing to give all of your information over as well. Um, because that could be held and used against you. Interesting. Um, I have a bunch of questions. I've got Diane Warren on the line. I'm going to make her line live. And uh, you see, I have one more person for you to meet to, as we were having some fun today. Um, but the, the, the doctors, uh, it seems to me that they are more afraid of the government and actually practicing medicine uh, if it's outside their protocol, you know, the, the remdesivir ventilator death march. They'd rather do that than, like I said earlier, have a patient die and, and work within the system. So are there, do we have like two tiers of doctors, ones that actually practice medicine as they see fit and what they believe, and those that are just following orders, you know, the government orders and the government protocols, but they're making money hand over fist for doing so. That's probably oversimplified. Well, the doctors, the doctors are not, the doctors are not making hand over fist. Any doctor that I talk to, they're not making Uh very much money. They just get a paycheck every two weeks. That's the same. So it's the healthcare system that is making money. These doctors Uh just have been fooled. So that's, they, they are tied down to this is what you do. Here's our policies and procedures. If you don't follow these, here's, here's the exit. And then they lose their wages. That's why these doctors don't typically go outside of what they be- they could believe in a different uh, regimen for that patient. Mm-hmm. But if they go right. outside of it, they get fired and they don't want to lose their job. They don't want to lose their benefits. Um, but I'm going to tell you the American people and people globally are going to rise up because they will hold these physicians accountable for not doing the right care. Yeah, it's, it just seems like the, the, the protocol and the procedure is more important than the person. You know, they've lost touch. Medicine, somewhere along the way, took a turn. Uh, and just completely changed. Let me uh, bring in Diane Warner, who does our election integrity and medical freedom report. She's also a nurse for 40 years. So we're on with Priscilla Romans, who uh, who runs Great Care. It's a health advocacy service. You probably heard the uh, uh, my daily spot that I play on that. So Diane, meet Priscilla. Priscilla, meet Diane. Hi, Diane. Good morning. Hi. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Yeah. Do you have any I'm questions? Sorry, I, I just know you're jumped really on. on for you I don't have so, yeah. any idea what y'all been talking about. Sorry. Oh, it's okay. We'll get you next time then. All right. Um, anything else? Any closing things, Priscilla? Uh, and you can stick around too if you want, but I'm sure you're, you're probably busy. But let's get your contact, no. uh, anything you want to give now, and, uh, and let's get you back on. Yeah. Um, if anybody needs an advocate, uh, just call Grave Care um, at uh, – you know, our number, they can call or text at 469-864-7149. Healthcare sucks. We say get an advocate. It's not going to get any better. Um, so you probably just need an advocate to even just make sure you have a game plan. Release the fear. Get get mm-hmm. back in control. You can do it and have a lot of hope. There's a lot of great things happening out there as well. Ooh, I Very love cool. That. What's the number? Did you what hear now? What's the number again? Needs a phone number again. Yeah, I said Four, I love it, what you it, Yeah. Yeah, it's four, it's four six nine eight six four 
7149, and uh, people can call or text and ask, um, do you have an advocate for this? And I'll tell you, we probably do. We have up to 30 advocates um, that help across uh, uh, the U.S. and internationally. We've, got, we've helped people in all 50 states. Um, I believe now we might have one state that, that's missing. I've got to relook at our reports. And then we, we serve people all over. We've got clients in Australia, Greece, Spain. We pay, help with the Baby Will case um, out of New Zealand. Um, when that was occurring overseas, uh, we just got a, a client up and going in Italy. So um, great care is across the map. We're just uh, three years uh, coming up in March of uh, 2023 here. And um, we just we're looking at this in terms of hope right, and giving people back their medical freedom. We just think having an advocate is a really smart thing to do because you need to know what's in your toolbox to help you with your next steps, whatever the healthcare situa situation is. I love this. This sounds wonderful. I'd love to have yeah. another conversation with you. I did not know you were on. Sorry, I would have jumped on. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> well, you, this week's been enjoy. crazy. This week's been crazy. I haven't promoted everybody as much as I probably could have just because we've had so many incredible people on this week. It's been a very busy week. But uh, um, we'll get you back. And, and Grace Care is gracecare.com, right? G-R-A-I-T-H-C-A-R-E. Yep. Uh, yep. Everything's on our website. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that'll I'll work. Look in right. Awesome. Yeah. yeah Thanks yeah. for all you're okay. doing. All right. Yeah, bless okay, you. Okay, Priscilla. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Take care. Bye now. So yeah, I, yeah my apologies. I, I probably could have told you ahead of time. I'm sorry. It's just uh, the things have been. No I had, a, I had a show last night and that stuff. But Priscilla, if you get the website and or give the phone number a call, and I forgot to mention this too that we that's part of our discount code. So if you have a discount code uh, WYL, uh, you get a 10% discount on Grace Care, and that's why I play that spot every day. So that's that's when you hear the Grace Care spot, that's what it's for. It's Priscilla Romans, who's absolutely wonderful. So she was just here the last hour. Priscilla. Uh, we had Priscilla Romans. R O M A N S. Yeah. Yeah. She has been with us on Let's our... see the phone number again. 469-864-7149. I wrote it down. Okay, good. I'm going to put that on my website, too. Oh, good. Well, you should get in touch with her. You know, like, I yeah. say, like I say, you've both been in health professions forever. You're both advocates of medical freedom. In fact, I was gonna, if we had more time, I was going to say, we have such a wonderful medical freedom area around here. You know, it's, it's just amazing some of the stuff that we have. Anyway, I'm just going to... Yeah, I hold can your connect point. her with uh, Cindy Cagle. There you go. They, she may be already, you know, because Priscilla is known to some of the folks around here. You know, yeah. so the, like I said, we've got a pretty big medical freedom area. Well, let me um, just, just, well, no, I'll, I'll play them at the end. I'm trying to get more of my, my, my commercial spots in during the show, but I think, you know what? I, I got you here. I might as well get you, get you talking here. So let's bring you in, Diane Warner, our election integrity reporter and uh, medical freedom reporter. So you get two opposite ends of the world to talk about. How you doing? What's going on? What's happening? Good. Uh, I am so there's so many fragmented things to talk about today. It's nothing mm -hmm. one specific thing, but mm -hmm. I was doing a lot of research last night and I put a ton of it onto our website. So um, can you give your website? Yeah. Hang on one second. Read it. I want to say it exactly what it says. Action Radio. It is Facebook. Action Radio Election Integrity Project. Oh, okay, so that um, website. So that's our Facebook page. Yeah, so so for those yeah. who don't know, and I probably should say this more often too, we have a bunch, of, we have about 21, I think, Facebook groups now. So um, Diane administers and uh, moderates the uh, the Action Radio Election Integrity Project, 
We also have the Trump 2024 campaign project. We've got legal, we've got economic, international news, a bunch of other things. But the, but the big one, and we also have our project, yeah. special investigations. And we actually, we have a private group, our vaccine project, and that's private by necessity because too many people want to get on and sabotage us. So we can't have, uh, we can't have problems anymore. Medical we, we freedom. Have, yeah. Yeah. And I put so, a lot uh, of the medical freedom on my site, though. I uh-huh. put a lot of it on my site. Well, you can put so, it on the vaccine um, page. Vaccine page is limited to vaccines. I just have, I don't, I don't, do. don't want to change the name at this point. But I you can do put both. It, I know. I've seen it. Yeah. So you put a lot of good stuff there. So basically anything medical that's, that, that's modern medical stuff uh, that's concerning, you know, the, the whole government medical, you know, cabal is, is fair game for the, mm-hmm. for, the, for the vaccine project. Plus all the people that are dying. You know, Cindy Williams, do you remember, I think that's who it was, uh, Shirley of Laverne and Shirley, just died at 75. Yeah. Not yeah. sure that's a COVID right. shot, but, you know, I'm always, that's my first yeah. time. Whenever I hear somebody die, that wasn't a COVID shot. I mean, I'm almost instinctively going right there because so many of these too. I think are. I know. mean, 75 is really not that old anymore. I mean, I, I'm freaking 63 so 75 yeah we're the same age and we're still exercising and i know you know doing stuff and extremely active well now how much well let's answer this general question how much of 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 it is genetic and how much of it is lifestyle you know i think i've got both except for the heart thing (laughs) a little elaboration in the the grand scheme of things so i so i got basically good genetics except uh you know i had a a heart valve that didn't fit (laughs) we only found out later in life so but that got fixed well i'm scared that when you and i so many of us have had so many vaccines that um, I think there's like time bombs in here. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's so many uh, of us. So you, more people have than haven't. How about that? Yeah, that's so, true. Well, at least we have the benefit. I would love of, to actually having, know the actual facts on that. Yeah. So well, how many see, I have really pre- didn't, but they yeah. they don't advertise it when they don't get vaccinated. Most people don't because society kind of attacks you if you say you're not vaccinated and maybe that's changing i hope it is well as i was so. just talking about priscilla before we ended up people she was talking about people that uh, that she was advocating for one person who was in the hospital um, had all kinds of problems and the family insisted on getting a, a covid booster you know when they had blood clots and all the other so. stuff you know and said so why would you do that yeah that's like giving cyanide yeah. as a cure for uh for poisoning <laughs> you know what i mean come on uh, it's it's crazy, but that but people think of vaccines as treatment, and this is one of the big things that came out of our 18 weeks of the world's greatest doctors panel. Is and, uh, tell me about this the psychology has that changed where people they don't consider treatments anymore. It's not it's not good enough to cure a disease or treat a disease. You have to give something that prevents it that you think is actually a treatment, but it's really not. Is well, the psychology the, of these things changed? The CDC. The CDC is complaining that not many there are a lot of parents that are not vaccinating their children now, and I'm like, yes, that's good. <laughs> Do not that's vaccinate your children anymore. I'm sorry. Yeah, when well, when, when the... I've got pedi- pediatricians uh-huh. that I trust that say the healthiest kids in their practice are the unvaccinated, I'm like, we're doing the wrong thing. We need to yeah. not give these because we don't know which ones are poisonous. So just don't give them all. And, the, the diseases themselves are not a problem. I mean, it's like, okay, my kid gets chicken pox. Yeah, I had chicken pox. It's, it's not fun, but you get over it. You know what I mean? We don't need I had these a, stupid vaccines. I had chicken pox in my early 40s. That was not fun. Yeah, as an adult, it's pretty, it, yeah, it was pretty I miserable. Yeah. It. 
Yeah. A lot of people put they I, I believe they put shingles into this this COVID vaccine because a whole ton of oh, shingles were popping up everywhere. So yeah. I think of vaccines as yeah. a marketing device. It destroys your immune system, but they might be actually giving you different things. Now that so if people shingles, oh, they've been advertising like crazy. So go ahead, tell me, is it the shingles that, vaccine that gives that, you shingles, or the flu vaccine, or the COVID shot? It could be any of them. I, I believe they're hiding stuff in all of them. And the mad cow disease is coming out. It was like, I don't remember. Let's talk about that. Somewhere. Like, and, and people have died. That's serious. I mean, every single person, every single person that got that has died but one. It was like 29 cases of it, I believe. Mm-hmm. I'm just sitting on top well, of Well, what's holes in your brain? I just read it. Mad cow disease, just think of, of holes in your brain. Your brain turns into a sponge. <laughs> it's the most horrible disease I can think of. Because uh, if it drives cows crazy, what does it do to people? But if I remember, it's Creutzfeldt yeah. Jacobs disease, and they were they yeah. had it in Britain because they were taking um, brain of cows and they were scraping the spines and they were doing things they shouldn't have been doing. They're using parts of the cow that they never should have used, particularly brains and other stuff, gain. and they're just mixing it in the the gain hamburger of meat. Function. Gain of function. Okay, so explain how that uh, how that works. Uh, how does what's the wrong part of the cow and and then. You know, because that's why I didn't eat, nobody ate British beef for a while. But it wasn't the, the regular no cut of beef. It was, it was the hamburger. Well, this is what, what I, my research showed me. Uh, South American, yeah. same thing. So, so, so American I beef guess. didn't, you know, didn't do as much. But if you, if you want to avoid it, don't get hamburger. Or at least have them, you know, have them grind the hamburger on the premises of a, of a decent cut of beef. Because that's not what the problem is. The problem is the hamburger, where they take everything. I mean, literally everything. <laughs> you know, yeah. same with hot dogs. Don't eat hot dogs either. <laughs> You know, you know, maybe kosher on, on a good day, but that would be about it. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. You don't know what's there. I don't yeah. know. Okay. So what do you want to talk about? The vaccine industry did it. I, well, I've talked so much. The first thing that, that, that really hit me this morning was that, mm-hmm. and this is not about vaccines, but you know how uh, they keep finding all these documents that pins up, and it, it was in the Penn Biden Center. Oh, it, tell me about that. It, it yeah. just came out. Yeah, mm-hmm. it just came out today. This was on Sydney Powell on Telegram. That mm-hmm. the FBI actually searched the Penn Biden Center last November. Mm-hmm. They raided it. And who mm-hmm. knew? Did you know that? No, they I knew. Mean, it was like the White House was high. Well, of course. They so why was they doing in November? Did they do it before it. the they election or after it. it? Was it before the election or after it? Was it like the first week in November or after it November? Was, I don't know. I'm just curious. I'd have to yeah. read the. I'd have to read the. Um, okay. So, but they certainly the, didn't put it out for the the election. You of know? course not. They certainly didn't um, have that out. But the Biden Penn Center. Can you? I'm, I haven't really researched it yet. Can you tell me what it is? I know it's China funded, and it's some University of Pennsylvania something. Do you know more more about it? It's, it's basically like his museum. I would guess. I've never been. His museum. Not, <laughs> but basically, not, not like his you know, library. Where they take their Oh, I, I really don't know what it is, but it, huh. they had documents there that were not supposed to be there, classified documents. So, but so here's but, a question. You know, it's like they hid mm-hmm. this, and and the only reason that it came out is because the Republicans said, "Hey, guess what? You know, we're gonna um, we're gonna oh, this was this is another thing too. One more mm-hmm. thing, uh, the Republicans said, "Hey, we are going to stop." the emergency protocol, and this actually has to do with the, the COVID shots. And Biden announced that, oh, hey, guess what? We're going to stop the emergency protocol. So 
the new Republican House is actually working. They forced Biden. He said he's going to stop the protocols uh, April. May 11th or May 15th. May 11th, it but here's my question. Yes. Why, why May? And who's to say that, uh, you know, two weeks from now, Dr. Fascist comes out and says, out of retirement, says, well, you know, well, you know what? We can't do this. I'm going to make a new deal. You know, I tried to. We got uh, mad cow. We got mad cow. You know, we need to, we need to vaccinate. We need to put masks <laughs> on the cows and put masks on their butts so they don't fart. You know, I mean, you know, we got to do these things. I'm, I'm sorry. It's probably a little bit much for this morning. But, <laughs> you know, this is what it comes to. This is insane. <laughs> So, so yeah. I don't believe them for a second that they're that they're going to limit it. So, but if the Republicans see, here's my thing too, and we were talking about this earlier um, with uh, the whole Direct TV, you know, dropping Newsmax, and of course the Republicans are lining up to complain and propose hearings and everything else. But what they really should do is defund NPR, get rid of National Public Radio, get rid of public broadcasting, just yeah. take that out of the budget. Say, okay, yeah, we're not going to. No uh, uh, the Senate will say we're not going to pass that. They say, okay, fine, we'll shut down the government. So we're gonna, and while we're at it, we're going to cut a bunch of other things too. So that's what they should do. I don't think they will, because I don't yeah. think they have the guts to do that. No. And McCarthy certainly no, doesn't. Won't. McCarthy's working with Brandon right now to raise the, uh, the debt floor. You know, I, I actually am calling it the debt elevator now. It only goes one way, up. <laughs> so it's the debt elevator. <laughs> yeah. That's my new term for today, debt oh, elevator. It, yeah. Yeah, and probably sending more stuff over to trying to have war with Ukraine. I don't even want to go yeah. there. But, well, uh, no, but let, let's, let's sort of hash out a few of these issues because we're, we're, I think we're jumping around a lot here. But let's talk a little bit yeah. about this Biden Penn Center. And so it's, it's where he's storing his documents. But here's the question I have. Uh, who's to say that those are Biden documents? You know, he's been collecting stuff since his Senate days, classified documents. That's a, that's a scandal in itself. But because they didn't yeah, because say. He doesn't have the right to, yeah, he doesn't have the yeah. right to say that they're not. Well, and then well, the stuff that they found in his garage was like for Hunter. There's a lot of stuff about Hunter. So, well, that's um, interesting. You're, and I asked, he, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. He's hiding, well, hiding stuff about your child that's classified in your garage next to your Corvette. And who's <laughs> to say that? He has the documents. You know, these things are all on computers. Who's to say that just because he has one copy, it doesn't mean he has all of them. You know, and it's still the original computer yeah. file. So the, the whole idea of documents, this seems to me very old school. This is like when they talked about the, 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 the dossier. The, I've forgotten who it was. The, the Christopher Steele dossier. That's like a Cold War term. That's what they talked about in the 60s when they actually had folders with information in them, pictures and statements Honestly, typed up and things. That's a dossier. I think that they don't, they're, they don't that do that the, the Democrats are tired of Biden, and they're just building up a whole bunch of stuff to get rid of him. So that's, this is my thought. Okay, and Johnson had the same thought earlier, but let's talk about this, this, uh, the document thing. Because one thing, first of all, documents, like I said, this is an old term. Everything's computerized now. So the fact that there are papers in places, is this a real issue at all? I mean, I don't know if they're real, because I don't believe anything I hear these days. And so, but the question yeah. is, too, if these actually are documents, who's to say they're not Trump documents? What if they took all the spy stuff that Obama spied on Trump for, and they're hiding it with Biden? Now, there's a setup for you. So if you really want to set up Biden, yeah. what you do is you say those documents are Trump documents. He shouldn't have them at all. That's how they could sink him if they're trying to sink him. Yeah. If they're not trying to sink him, then they wouldn't yeah. say that even if he does have Trump documents. But what do you bet? There's multiple administration. You know, what if he has Obama documents? Wouldn't that be funny? What if he has things that Obama didn't Bush. want him to have? What's that? Could? Go check, go check, go check Bush. You know, how about uh, Epstein? You know, let's, how about Clinton and Epstein documents? We don't know what he's got. Yeah. Ooh, want to go there yet, or you want to save that one? I don't care. 
We have to do an Epstein chat. I don't know chat. a lot about it. Oh, okay, well, yeah, you need to research definitely. it more. Yeah, we need to do an Epstein chat because new stuff's coming out on that, too. You know, this is fascinating. Well, yeah, there was a I, – I did watch one about uh, that there was a lot of issues with what was investigated, what was actually told about his death, about that uh-huh. um, there were no cameras going into – that you could see the outside cell, but you couldn't see what happened on the inside cell, and there was like uh-huh. six – Six, six or eight other cells inside where Epstein was, and they mm-hmm. didn't actually see that. So, um, and that there was, they said he was, that one examiner thought he had been strangled instead of ligature from, like, hanging. So, Well, they said the know. electric cord, this is what I heard, was that, uh, you know, it has all the marks of, uh, I guess he had his electric cord for whatever electric device. That's what it looks like he was strangled with. That would be representative of a thin cord, so like a, a garrote. I guess was the original French thing where they'd wrap a, you know, a thin little chain or wire around your neck. Um, and that's yeah. uh, it was the, the preferred method of execution. I'm watching a Three Musketeers series, and, you know, that's, that's part of what they do. Anyway, but the point is that he didn't strangle himself. You know, in fact, here's the thing, though. If they can't prove he committed suicide, there's no reason to believe that he did. And, of course, they can't prove it because they didn't have the cameras. Yeah. They didn't have the people. They weren't watching him. The, the, the injuries, you know, the autopsy report all confirms that he was strangled. You know, and he didn't hang himself. He didn't have the things to hang himself. He had blood around his neck, but he didn't have blood on the sheet that he allegedly hang, hung himself with. You know, so none of this makes sense. It, it points everything points towards a murder. Well, yeah. you know, what's that saying? But it looks like a duck. I, I quacks still like a duck. don't know that he's actually really dead. I mean, okay. So, really so what would lead proof. you? What would what would lead you to believe that? That they need him to testify, holding him for. So, pop it, prop him out in public. To so where would he? People. Where would he be then? Where would he be now? Maybe Cuba. <laughs> okay. No, no and, and this is the thing too. I mean, Josie does this as well all the time. Talks about how the, the the military intelligence folks are protecting Trump. They've got an extra layer of security on him, which is actually would would make kind of sense. But uh, Josie's contending that uh, one day, you know, they're just waiting to collect all the evidence on all these people, and thousands of people will be arrested at once. I'm like, why wait? What do now? What are you waiting for? Yeah. You know, yeah. So, and, and yeah. so, but you, you start exploring it. I don't want to just dismiss them at, at uh, face value. I want to explore it a bit. So, so let's do the logic and reason filter. So he has the dirt on a whole bunch of people. His Epstein Island is where all the world's elite, yeah. you know, got to be pedophiles and get away with it. 10,000 so hours of video. 10,000 hours of video that he videotaped. Really? And where's the so, video? Um, hey, that's a good question. And did he do that he, so he I wouldn't mean, get killed? I, it didn't work. <laughs> you know, no, he did unless that he to, is alive. He did that to black. He did that to blackmail people. He, that's how he kept people in line. He'd bring them into parties. He and Giselle, <laughs> Giselle, whatever her name was, and uh, they would oh, bring Gilane them into parties. Maxwell? They would. Yeah, Giselle, Giselle, Giselle that's the best of it. Well, that's but no, it's British. Uh, it's Ghislaine. It is. Gis- we don't pronounce Gilane. all the letters. Yes, Ghislaine, Yes. Yeah. She was British. I call her Jiz Lane. Jiz, yeah, yeah, her bad he's, woman. He's a thief. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, they would invite people to parties. They would mm-hmm. invite influential people to parties. Mm-hmm. They would offer them something younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, if these people did take them up on it, then they would videotape everything that happened with it. Mm-hmm. And if they didn't, they could dr- they uh, potentially drug these people and did it. For them anyway, in video cases, or <laughs> well, found the other island, yeah. ways to 
Well, oh, okay. he found other ways to to investigate and to set them up and to mm. control people, threat okay. certain families, and yeah, it's been a long process. But it's they're like the, they, you know, they do the same thing the Chinese do. It's slow. Well, yeah, and I read that every and, Chinese, Russians, they, you know, and the Democrats, they always have a a, a a sex scandal with somebody. It's like you know, you can't run for office as a Republican without getting a Democrat sex scandal, and yet they defend their own against the most horrendous accusations. You know, may I point out Anthony Weiner, for example. You know, so they'll defend the worst of them. Yeah, Bill Clinton. They'll defend the worst of them, Bill Clinton and all the other folks, but they won't. Uh, but they'll go after. Well, here's an interesting. Here's a moral question for you, George Santos. A guy who basically lied on his resume is being forced out of his committees, and the Republicans are just letting this happen because the Gettle thinks they, they refuse to defend their own. And yet, Brandon, you know, and the entire Democrat Party plus the Republican deep states stole our government. You know, they're all in office illegally, and yet they're worrying about this guy lying on his resume. Like that's some kind of like he's the bad guy. So the guy that lies on his resume is the bad guy. The people that actually stole our entire government and are operating it illegally, that's okay. Brandon lied so, on his resume too. Well, he lied about everything. Okay, so why they go after this? So, so, so why would they go after this guy so badly? And why aren't the Republicans? Well, if, that's exactly what they do. They attack mm-hmm. you for what they're doing, and mm-hmm. and then and we don't attack them back for what they've done. That's right because the geldings. They guilt guilt people into it, and then mm-hmm. they've got the control of the media, so you get censored and shut down and smeared mm-hmm. and. Uh, but there's right. you were talking about Russians. There's there yesterday a friend of mine posted and it was a truck driving down I ten and it had Russian writing on it. Yeah, it I saw the a, translation. Someone actually translated yeah. it. Yeah. What yeah. in the world is that? We had a it's a, a fire truck with a big old Russian emblem. Well that's what it says on the side, right. fire emergency services. In the Russian. Yeah. In Russian. Why? That's Who's a good that question. driving what, what, in the upstate? What was the license? What was the license plate? Did they get the license? I don't know. I don't so know. is it a Russian fire truck on display going to a show or something, or is it actually part of uh, our local Santa Rosa County services? A friend of mine just took a picture of it driving down I-10. They have no... I saw it. I saw the picture. Stop and talk. Yeah. Okay, so now, oh. now we have to investigate whether our fire departments mm. are using Russian fire equipment. Let's do it right now. Yeah. Let me, let me hop online here. I've got my gateway pundit <laughs> with uh, the bio labs, and I've got another one on Grace Care. Let's, let's open up a third window here because I'm using, learning how to not use windows. Russian fire departments. Russian fire engines. Russian plane transports three fire engines from New Jersey to something or other. Used fire trucks for sale in Florida. Oh, listen, here we go. 2001, Pierce Quantum heavy-duty trucks. I guess Russian Extreme Fire Engines, Moscow Fire... What do we got here now? So I guess uh, used fire trucks for sale in Florida. Is that, are those Russian? Well, this is, this, is like the, this is like the firefighter's marketplace. <laughs> okay, this is their Russian fire trucks for sale. Okay, I can't find anything. So there's nothing here. Russian Extreme Fire Engines, Moscow. That's okay. Russian rockets. <laughs> no, it doesn't say anything about Russian fire trucks here. So now we have to look into this more. Yeah. Does anybody know about it? Let us know. Yeah, we're here. On Facebook. Give us a call. 
Should we call Maria okay, Calkins? What um, do you think? You think she might know about it? Think she's wangled the deal? <laughs> Somebody put that on the Facebook chat. Oh, they she did? Oh, okay. So for those that don't know, Maria yeah. Calkins, uh, who was Russian-born. She's from um, Russia. Came here a few years ago, married James, uh, and he he's a county supervisor of Santa Rosa County, Florida, and she ran for state representative. Commissioner. Uh, commissioner. Okay, thank you. Um, commissioner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's county commissioner. My mistake. Thank you. This is why you're here. I need people to correct me because I, I screw up on things. Yeah. Um, and then she ran for a state yeah. representative. She used to work with a previous state representative. Uh, and then, uh, but we, it was kind of like a big My joke field. around here because she had, yeah, exactly. Uh, but the, the big joke was that, you know, her, her signs were everywhere. I mean, everywhere, literally. There's like sign after sign after sign. You go on one road, there's like 15 signs from Maria Calkins. And what's so fascinating about that is because we're all asking, well, where's the money coming from? Anybody that well funded? Yep. <laughs> it was too many signs. It was almost obnoxious. Yep. And you know, the day after, the day after she announced, no, uh, J.R. Williamson, that's the seat she was running for, J.R. Uh-huh. announced one day, and the very day J.R. announced, uh, Maria said she was running for his office. But the, the most, I don't know, the very next day, our county was flooded with her signs. But if you looked at her signs, they didn't say what office she was running for. It only said conservative. So it, I don't know. There's no issues on it either, if say, I remember. Yeah. It's just her face. Well, questioning minds would say she just was going to run for any office of whoever stepped down first. And she but she had the signs the, ready? The, actual office <laughs> the signs were ready. Signs well, ready the, the next day, January, that was January 6th, 2020. That was 2022. And she uh, and she said January seventh she was in Tallahassee by noon signing up and had had her treasurer Kim McCarthy signed up that day and a seventy seven thousand dollar loan the day after she announced it's hmm. like really and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of builder money from our area and a whole see bunch that's of the part I don't from, like it's the builder money yeah so let's so well, let's relate it's a this huge to... conflict of interest with her husband. Huge oh, yeah. So let's explain our... she lost the election. You think so? Oh, absolutely. Because of the conflict of interest? Okay. All right. Well, that, so, and so that and who wants... We don't want to have a, a married couple with that much power. It's just not right. You, it's, it's too big of a conflict of interest. Like Fauci and his wife. We all got screwed over with that one. So. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, I just want to relate this to folks in the rest of the country. So you all have uh, county supervisors or a county government, whatever you call them. You probably have a city council. You know, we have that too. So we have two people, one who serves on the county commission and one who was uh, running for the state representative's office in the same county. So, again, too much power for one couple. Um, what's interesting is that in our county now, we're, we're in unprecedented growth. And a lot of that is being funded by the, the housing Owners, who's the big one? D.H. Horton. They're like national. Yeah. So these national companies yeah. tearing apart all our landscape here. You know, building houses, creating all kinds of new folks to come in here, Clear-headed. and then people are com- and they're complaining the roads are crowded. Well, of course the roads are crowded. You got all these people coming here, but there's no growth plan. Well, we had no- we've had one commissioner take a five thousand. He left. He's done. He took a five thousand uh, dollar check, and then you know he went and uh, voted. For this guy to get his uh, rezoning, it's mm-hmm. like it's like a giant kickback, and then had a lot of uh, citizens get really mad, and he gave the check back. 
But we've oh, also good. had another commissioner, yeah, another commissioner on a hot mic, uh, one that left, and mm-hmm. he was uh, talking about uh, some very illicit dealings, and he didn't realize he was on hot mic, and he said a really bad word when he found out he was still on hot mic <laughs> from the commissioner's meeting. So we, it's like they were calling actually uh, Maria's husband the clear-cut king because they just go in and they rezone all these properties and they go and they take all the trees out and that's Chris Kerb from uh, Defense Flood, uh, Flood Defenders. I mean, you get him on the show. So I've tried to contact victims. him. You know, I've been oh, sort of falling through the, the cracks. Yeah, let's do that. Let's bring him he's on next week. He's a friend of mine. Well, that's what I'm hoping. But I mean, yeah. he, they've, they've created hmm? a trail of, of, of victims through this county that they come in and they clear cut, which takes out so the trees will absorb so much of the rain. We get tons Let, of rain. Let's, yeah, let's and, talk about that for a minute. And that's why I'm sorry. Go ahead. Finish. I'm sorry. Well, they they raise up where they're building, which makes all the water run down to all the neighbors around them. And so they've created so much flooding in our area and destroyed people's homes. And mm-hmm. then they walk away scot free. And mm-hmm. there's a we're, we've been working with the we have a pretty good citizen coalition here with core in citizens organized to restore ethics. And we have a lot of people that go into the watch at the uh, county commissioners and make sure that they're doing what they need to be doing. But we've got three of them that don't like to listen to the people. They just go with the big builders almost every time. And it, it's getting tough. I mean, we have to, we have two that, that are on there now that have done a really good job. They're new. We just got mm-hmm. them elected. So, um, if the other three don't start listening to the people, they're going to be looking for a new job come next election time because the people are getting mad. So. No, this is good. That's pretty much what I wanted to say, too, that the, people don't realize how important your local elections, your local school board, your local county commissioner, city council. These are huge elections because these are the folks that have a lot of direct impact. Now, I actually wrote a growth management plan for Santa Rosa County that included open space, recreational areas, uh, tourism. It included uh, limitations on growth until we know what we're doing, infrastructure plan, but also developing uh, doubling the size of our historical area in downtown Milton, making use of this beautiful airport, Peter Prince Airport. I actually advocated bringing the Thunderbirds here because the Blue Angels are next door in Pensacola. That would be funny. Um, but in other words, but there was a whole plan. You know, you have your open space. You have your areas set aside. You, have, you set aside farmland, recreational areas, uh, open space. You have land for tourism. You, you protect the beaches. You limit growth until you know what you're doing. And you have a plan for how many people you want. Uh, and then you plan around that, and you you know, and when uh, when there's enough people, there's enough people, you know. Then it becomes a replacement kind of thing. And so, yes, that's going to make housing prices rise, but the quality of life is going to be pretty decent here. Uh, right now, it's wide open, so our, our politicians are taking kickbacks like crazy from the housing developers that don't care because a lot of them are national. Uh, one of the other big ones is Adams Homes. I don't know if they're national or not. I think D.H. Horton is, and uh, there's a, there's a few others, but the big housing developing companies are coming in as diane says they, they raise the land uh they clear cut all the trees and if you understand the florida you know ecosystem it rains here a lot you know but there's a nice thing about yeah. coming here from california california is a desert okay so california has water problems for the lack of water <clears throat> our water problems are too much water we've got plenty of water we're never gonna you know we're not gonna go thirsty in florida but the problem is that water is absorbed by trees and plants 
you know, that's our natural absorption. Then they put it back in the atmosphere and becomes clouds and rains on us again. Water cycle, you know, aquifers, from aquifers to trees to sky to rain to aquifers. I mean, the water cycle. Study it. You know. But our soil, fortunately, is very squishy, very sandy. So water, we absorb a huge amount of water. But even so, we have more rain than the soil and the water and the trees can absorb. That's why you have these huge storm drains. Now, if you start messing with that, if you take away the trees, if, uh, and I wasn't quite sure about that. I want to talk to Chris and you about this. That they actually elevate uh, the houses so they'll drain into other people's houses, okay? That seems like a violation right there. That seems like a, a, you yep. know, a sabotage. Uh, go ahead. Tell me about that because that that's a crime in itself right there, isn't it? Well, that, Chris, Chris um, Curve would be the perfect person to ask about that because he's, okay. he's just dealing with a trail of victims. <laughs> And he's at well, the see, I want to do videos with every them. week we, talking to them. Yeah, we need to do yeah, videos I mean, with Chris. And, I've been, go ahead. Well, the, the bad thing about it is, is that, I mean, and I have friends who they go out and they get calls from people in neighborhoods and they're like, come look at this. And they go in and they take videotapes and they, you know, they challenge the county commissioners, the, the ones that are problematic, let's just say, get your mm-hmm. butt out here. This is your territory. Come out here and look at this flooding that these developers are causing, mm-hmm. and and uh, you know, and we've got some that are just—it's just comical to listen to them because they yeah. have no idea what they're doing. Well, one of them anyway. Well, but um, I mean, I can video it myself, but, but we've got a we got a great video service right next door to us in Studio Eight Fifty, and they're friends of mine. So I could talk to them, and so all of us could meet at some of these sites, interview these people, and do, like, walk-arounds and the whole bit. And let's start doing some uh, – people don't get upset until they see it. So if you want to make, if you want to make the, a story real, do a documentary on it. If you talk about vote fraud, nobody cares. But if you see someone ripping up the, 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 the ballot suitcase from under the desk, now it's real. <laughs> you know, visual is everything. So uh, yeah. as much as I love radio, yeah. uh, I would love to make a series of videos on and expose these houses and then go to the county commissioners and say, hey – you know, what, uh, what, what's, what's the explanation? How much money did you make from this housing development? <laughs> you know, and just relate them. Just put it all, all together in reports. So that's election integrity. Uh, that's also uh, office integrity. You know, so in other words, once, you, once yeah. you're elected to the office, do you maintain the integrity, you know, um, or did you lose it you know, on your way in? Uh, but, the, but, this, but local politics, local weather issues, local, you know, you know the other folks I talk to, too, we've got the, the, the extension service, the garden folks. I'm going to get them on the show, too, because a lot of things people can do, do you know, and, like get rid of your lawns. Florida, well, here's the, if you've done anything on lawns, lawns are useless. Short grass. It's the worst thing in the world for Florida. We need big plants, big trees that absorb water in everybody's yard or a garden. You yeah. talked about that much? Well, no. Okay. No. But I do have short grass in my yard. <laughs> I have a lot okay, of well, you need plant a garden. too, though. You need, you need I, actual I have plants a garden. in a garden. Okay, I, have three, well, I have three acres. So. Oh, do well, don't feel guilty about your grass. I mean, not yet, but I would, you know, I'm going to get the, I, I got to talk yeah. to the, the extension service. I had them on before, and so I want to get them on again. Um, the West Florida, what is it? Uh, w, who is it? University of West Florida. Extension service. Well, yeah, we'll I, I know. Now. I know a few people out there. I know some master gardeners. I know two. So Let's get them on. Two or three. See, we're, we're not limited here. You know, just because you have a report with one name, yeah. I don't care. If it's interesting, I want to talk about it. So, part of election integrity, probably the, one of the biggest parts for most people, is your local officers: school board, yeah. city council, county commission, 
Uh, is there anything else? Is like a zoning board? Is that local? Or is, is that part of? Yes. Talk about zoning board. I. They are appointed, and oh. I'm not really sure how they're appointed, but they're very, very important. But uh, mm-hmm. several of our officials don't even listen to the zoning board. I've been to multiple meetings where they recommended 100% from everybody from the zoning board to not pass something, and I watched the clowns in the county commission. And they do it anyway? So, yeah. So, they they were, so did the zoning – I mean, huh. multiple times. Did the zoning board give a report before the vote saying this is what we recommend? Yes, absolutely. Oh, so they were and, right there, gave the report, and they voted against them anyway. Yep. And I, I yep. mean, and it happens frequently. So, recall. Um, Do we have a recall I, procedure? We're trying to get it. That's, that's, but that's at the state so, level. What about the local level? We need a local recall procedure. No, that, like a, that, is lo- it, that is for local. That that will take out the county commission, or if we can prove. So wait, 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 so okay, so so let me get this because I'm not familiar. You know, I was only a couple of years ago with the bill, but I don't know what the latest uh, latest update is. So this is a state bill in Florida that has a recall that's procedure. Very, very good friends of mine are running recall. Oh, that's fine. No, that's 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 cool. You can get them yeah. on the show too. But yeah. my question is. Are we? Is this a? Does it have to go to the state to implement a local or a county recall procedure? And why would it have to go to the state? They are trying to get the bill passed by all of Florida. Trying to get all the county. I think it's all the counties in Florida. I'm not that. But aren't the counties independent? Can't the counties have their own recall procedure? I don't think so. I don't understand it that well, but. Yeah. I don't understand either. That's why I'm asking the question. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. Okay. We well, let's get them back on. Out. They're on the show way back when when they were getting started. So let's get them back on and uh, let's get the latest and see what's going on. I'm not a big fan of recall because you, the real recall is the election. You know, you should be able to, but not enough people, you know, take part in the elections and we get bad, bad folks on. But if once they're in office and they do something really horrendous, you know, there should be a – well, what we really need is a citizen board on top of the county commission. There should be a citizen advisory and oversight board on top of the county commissioners. So, yes, the county commissioners are elected, but there's still a citizen board over them or, or watching them reporting directly. Well, here's what's going on. People that like to go to the meetings that actually report on what goes on. I get board meetings. I don't have time for it. i got a show to do. So it's, 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 it's harder for me. We have people – we actually mm-hmm. have people that are doing that at every meeting. So, um, so Okay, so what we need to do. Good so we have a part of your, group of people watching. Okay. So as part of your report, if we can include five minutes, 10 minutes, you know, of the, the, whatever meetings are going on. I mean, I'm talking all of them, five minutes on the city council, five minutes or ten, probably 10 minutes on, on what actually happened and who did what. Let's start naming names. Let's do it on the air. Let's make a record for people. And then, of course, send the show to all, all the mailing list of all the groups and everybody else that does this uh, and our local media and say, well, here's our report. We're, and, and the thing is, I don't mind reporting local stuff like this because every county in the country has corrupt local officials. Everybody does. You got your you got your Marxists on the school board. You've got your greedy, you know, open wallet people on the county commissions. You've got your corrupt city council officials. Everybody has this. This is universal. So, I think if we fix the county level, if we fix, if everyone would just get in and work on their local level, I think that that would solve it would work its way up once you got people in place mm-hmm. in the in the local level then those local people would 
not put up with nonsense from the state level, and it would it would eventually work its way all the way up. Well, the most and effective place that, you can have effect is is at the local level, because there's fewer yeah. of them. <laughs> there's more of us, fewer of them. You know, how much can you impact yeah. Congress for, when they come from all over the country? How much can you impact the president, a real one? You know, that that's the hardest off to reach. You know, even though it has the most power, but it's the, it's the most distant from the people. So you start yeah. your local level. Uh, of course, we legislate at all levels because they're all important. But we have a national audience, and we actually have an international audience, so it's it's, it's easier to do that. So this is this is fascinating. So let's let's start having, holding these folks accountable. But I think let's get Chris. Let's start making some videos. Uh, and other places have different problems. How about the flood zones? You know, I don't our think listeners we have in, to start making the videos. No. They already have the videos. So. Oh, they already have the videos? <laughs> well, we'll put them on my uh, – yeah. you know we have an Action Radio video page just for this purpose, for people that make their own videos. It's not for, it's not for all, the, all the other stuff out there. It's only ones that you specifically have made or are in. We have an Action Radio video page. And so let's start showing it. Let's start making that a feature you know, and, and posting on some of the locals. Do they post on the local – Facebook pages and the county Facebook pages. Yes. Okay, good. All the time. Okay, so then I've seen some. I just I didn't know how prevalent it was. So that's good. Okay, so yeah. Just get on, get on Facebook hmm. on Flood Defenders. And uh, what's it called? Flood Defenders. Yeah, Chris Herb on Flood Defenders. I've talked to him briefly, but you know, like I say, my problem is, you know, whatever the most immediate problem that I have to solve <laughs> gets solved, and some folks. Uh, Get to wayside, but you know what? This works for for other counties too. If you're in California, you've got a fire problem because your 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 uh, county fire people are hopelessly mismanaging the, you know, the the plants and trees. They're planting them under the power lines, uh, and they don't cut them down, or they don't you know they don't take care of that. If you're in the northern you know places where things are freezing and your roads are horrible, so everybody has these problems. It just depends on what the natural thing is. You know, if you're in tornado zones, or if you're in the middle of the country where it floods a lot. You know, we've got the hurricanes here. Everybody's got something. And, of course, where I was in Francisco, we have an earthquake issue. <laughs> you know, that's a, that's a whole different thing. You, you've not been through an earthquake, I think. Earthquake? Right? Oh, yeah. I had one just the other day. It was a little oh, tiny Oh, tell me about one, that. I was sitting at my desk. You know, I was sitting at the desk here. You and felt we it? have, like, a Florida room. Well, I didn't actually feel it. I heard it. And my door was shaking like crazy, and the windows Ooh. were shaking. Okay. And um, so I was like, what in the world? So I asked my husband, and he was out in one of our outbuildings, and he didn't feel it or see it. He had the uh-huh. door open, though, out there, so it wasn't shaking it. But so I asked our desk and my neighbors, and they did hear it. So um, their windows were rattling. And then, um, yeah, and then I saw that it was an earthquake. It was an actual earthquake. Uh-huh. So, I, I remember posting it about it, too, small. but I didn't feel it. Of course, I, I'm so used to earthquakes because, you know, unless it's like uh, at least above a four, I don't even notice, you know. So if, well, I, be didn't, a four. I didn't feel it. I mean, it, it uh-huh. wasn't shaking the house. It's uh-huh. like my feet or my chair or I wasn't shaking. Just the door uh-huh. was rattling. And I'm like, what in the world was that? And it was blue skies outside and it was just a little gentle breeze. Was, well, there's, not, windy or anything. there's no earthquake weather. <laughs> But I mean, I, I didn't understand. Oh, I so said there wasn't a storm outside. A... Yeah. Well, see, that was the. Oh, yeah, I, shaking I the door. I shouldn't laugh too hard. We used to have a. We, we tour guides. I've told this story before, but we tour guides in San Francisco, we used to have a joke. And when it was warm and humid and overcast, which it wasn't that often, but, you know, sometimes we'd have these days really warm and overcast and humid. We didn't like them. So we, we'd go up to our. Go up to, we'd have like two of us would stand near a crowd of, of tourists who are about to board our various vehicles. We'd look up and go, you know what? 
looks like earthquake weather. And yeah, the other truck goes, yeah, sure does. And then we'd walk away. <laughs> you, you know what happened? So, so we just listened to all the, all the tourists. Earthquake, what do you mean? They said there's earthquake weather. What's going on? We, you know, so people, I, I don't know if anybody wanted to cancel, but they, we, they get on board. What was this about earthquake weather, Greg? What are you talking about? So it was a joke. I'm sorry. We're just a little tour, tour guide humor. <laughs> what? Scaring yeah, people. It was hysterical. Well, that's okay. When I was a flight instructor, and I had these big glasses, you know, back, you know, I was like 30, uh, 31. I was, I, was just, I was even more obnoxious then than I am now. So I'd walk up with my glasses, especially with a new student, and I'd pretend like I couldn't see. And I'd take my glasses off beside these, you know, like, like four-foot-high numbers and letters, the registration numbers of the aircraft. And I'd look, and I'd get up close to them and go, okay, this is my airplane. And then I'd kind of like squint at the student. You must be my student. Then I'd put my glasses back on. Ready to go fly? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it was just these horrified looks. But, you know, let, let, you got to have a little adventure in your life. Oh, I get really. it. I have one more thing I want to talk about. Um, sure. And this is completely off topic. Um, did, I don't know if you saw or not. Everything's but, oh off topic God, today. Veritas <laughs> is so freaking bold. Um, did you hear what uh-huh. they just did? Um, there's something new that happened. The this is after the, after the Pfizer video, right? So something. So the Pfizer, they catch this guy on a date. Now, wasn't he talking to uh, – here's something they say. He said, I was on a date, you know, and, uh, but wasn't he talking to a yeah, guy? Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah. that's interesting, too. That, for, people seem to forget that fact, too. Not that it's that relevant, but it's, maybe it's interesting. It's part of the story. So he's talking to a guy, trying to impress a guy on a date, and he talks about all this stuff. And admitted uh, stuff he was about, lying. And then, and then he says he was lying. And then he destroys the computer, right? And we all saw that. So now – Well, that was kind of after uh, right? James – what is his name? The, the lead guy for Veritas. Okay. James O'Keefe. Yeah. He right. walks in and he kind of confronts the guy and then the guy just goes ballistic. And <laughs> those two, those are two separate videos. Well, Veritas has taken this next level. They got a video boxcar like truck that shows videos on the sides of all the big panel of the truck. It looks uh-huh. like one of those trucks, like, like the two men in a truck. So moving, you know, right, right, okay. Box car. So, but they they're showing these two videos, huge on the app. One's on one side of it, one's on another side of it. They mm-hmm. parked the truck in front of Pfizer in Manhattan. Pfizer. Oh, <laughs> oh that's hysterical. <laughs> See, these are my kind of people. I, I, I love uh, I love Project. Project. I know. I was like, it is so bold. That's so, ballsy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now, um, go ahead. There's a there's a uh, Michigan House of Representatives Brad Paquette. I don't mm-hmm. know who he is. P A Q U E T T E. He's a state representative in Michigan. He says Project Veritas released a this is a a letter written January 27th to Dr. Albert Borla, chief executive CEO and chairman of Pfizer, and mm-hmm. says Dr. Borla Project Veritas released a video on January 25th, 2023, claiming that a person identified as Jordan Walker and Pfizer's director of research and development. In the video, mm-hmm. Mr. Walker is seen casually discussing how the COVID-19 virus could be manipulated through directed evolution so that Pfizer could preemptively create an effective vaccine for a mutated virus. Mr. Mm-hmm. Walker described exploratory research, which would admittedly pose a substantial risk to public health and mentioned how the pandemic had benefited Pfizer financially. He further mm-hmm. explained that regulators will look the other way as many government officials may want to work for Pfizer and do not want to compromise a future job opportunity. 
as you know, <laughs> for the Pfizer yeah, exactly. is a leader. Yeah. Pfizer is a leader in global public health, and with Pfizer, uh, with American tax dollars, has developed the COVID-19 vaccine. The company's accountability and transparency with the public are crucial regarding the substance and intent of its research. I urge you to inform the public regarding the legitimacy of the claim in the video, the claims in the video. Mm-hmm. Pfizer must hold itself accountable to restore trust and integrity of the company and its employees. Yeah, like Pfizer's going to hold itself <laughs> accountable. <laughs> they don't Thank care. you They're for not your liable. attention. They don't, they don't, they don't, yeah. yeah. Okay. Is this an open letter or, or where was this it, letter? I got it off of uh, Telegram, and it's signed by 16 representatives from, oh. I guess, they're from Michigan. Okay. Michigan, I guess. State legislature? So it's, I've got it. Uh-huh. State representative. Okay. And huh. I have it on my Facebook page. It's on okay. the um, Action Radio, the Election Integrity Facebook page. Love it. So, they, so there's a lot of people getting involved. And I know that um, there was uh, one of the Florida – uh, Rubio, I think he wrote one too, a letter. Mm-hmm. I, I saw I the Rubio one. Yeah. On I forgot what it was in it exactly, but yeah. Yeah. Well, here's yeah. this fascinating thing. Now, but, I want to work with Project Veritas. I actually had a plan. Tell me what you think of the plan. Um, that um, actually, at one point, I wanted to be one of their undercover investigators. But I, in talking to them, we kind of determined that I am not good for undercover work because I'm too obvious and people remember me too much. It's great for radio, but it's useless for undercover work. And so I said, you know, you guys are right. Yeah, yeah I, don't think I, I don't think I want to do this. I wouldn't be best serving it. But what we talked about later, and I've had a Project Veritas person. I've, it's been a while since I've had him on. I like the, one of the assistant directors uh, several years ago. But what I want to do is, is pair with them so when they have an investigation like this, we write corrective legislation with them from their investigation. So we actually work a system together. What do you think? Yeah. Well, I know that's awesome. But okay. Jeff Childers, you know, he writes Coffee and COVID. He's the attorney. Yeah, I've been trying to get him on the show. I've talked to his staff a number of times. He's a busy guy. I currently. love him. Yeah, we'll get he, him on. Well, he's, we'll get him he's on. doing some really good things. But he does the, um, where he, the I don't know how many followers he has, but he asks everybody once a month to donate to a specific person. And um, they did this past month to Veritas. And I guess this O'Keefe, got in contact with Jeff Childers that day. And it's really easy to tell who the donations are coming from because you always ended in a number two, like $22 or $2 or $202 or you always hmm. ended in a two for your donation. So they know who it came from. Huh. And he's, he's a genius. I'm telling you, but though, so, but uh, this James O'Keefe actually got in touch with Jeff Childers that day. He like found him, got his phone number and thanked him. So I haven't found out how much actually got donated to them, but I'm like, Whoa. well, that's how they pay for their panel truck. <laughs> we have a uh, Give, Send, Go account. If anybody wants to donate to us, givesendgo.com slash action radio. Uh, we can do with a little marketing help here, you know, uh, to get to get the word out. Oh, I, yeah. I forgot to talk to Priscilla. But I got to talk to Priscilla. I'll call her back and say, hey, you know, can you put our, our uh, vaccine product liability bill on your website? I think they would, uh, Project Veritas would love both of our bills now. In fact, I gotta, I'm going to put a big note to myself. On my calendar of things to do, which is already filling up, uh, Project Veritas. And put the bill. But I thought that because, was so ballsy. But yeah. that's, see, that I love stuff like they're that. They're amazing. You know, and, and there are yeah. very few people with, with courage anymore. They become so wimpified. And go ahead. Well, I know that Jeff Childers that when it when it first came out with the videos, he was like, "Let's be wary about it. Let's make sure that this guy actually works for Pfizer and that mm-hmm. um, 
that it's not somebody just getting them set up because they. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people try to set up Veritas. Mm-hmm. Well, they're careful. They're smart. They've got, you know, yeah. they've got lawyers and investigators. They, they check it all out before. And, and the video, you, what you're, you don't see the videos that you don't see, the ones that they have to throw out because well, they were setups or problems. Yeah. And Jeff Childers is just as cautious. He's an attorney. and But the mm-hmm. next day, he's like, he goes, I believe in these guys. Let's fund them. You know, and that was our, you know, and I'm like, oh, wow, okay, you went from one day to not knowing to the next day to knowing. And I'm like, let's hear what you found out. So hmm. he, he had done a lot of research on the guy. And, I mean, if I okay. has, has come out with their statement and they never had, they never denied that he worked for them. So yeah. um, that says a lot. Well, no, they, and, but they but, never but see, they, admitted anything not liable. Like that. But they're not liable for anything no. he said because there's no product liability for vaccines. So it doesn't matter what he said. That's why Pfizer's not well, kidding. It's government funding them. It's, yeah, it's not. It's our government funding them. Yeah, it's our government telling them what to do. So yeah. they're just like, I'm just doing what the government's telling me to do. Yeah. So, so if they cut off, uh, if 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 the the geldings and the Republican Party would actually cut off funding of the jab and saying, you guys, you need to do it the old-fashioned way. You need to spend money on research and development. You need to have product liability. You need to uh, you know market it yourselves, and you need to you know collect money for it from people that are paying for the jab, like like any other product. You know that that would then they would kick up a fuss, but until they would kick up a fuss yep. with that, with Congress making them act like a regular company, actually in the free market, that's what they kick up a fuss. But they don't care because they're not liable for anything. They have no accountability, no responsibility. It's like the gambler who can gamble as much as they want because their losses are always returned to them, and they get to but keep their winnings. Actually, I I mm-hmm. don't think. I mean, I think they're liable because I think it was intentional. So I think that that. Um, vitiates everything. Fraud vitiates everything. So, okay, let's um, let's let's I find that, that let's find that in law. Liable. Yeah, see, I've heard that several yeah. times from from different people. So I'm not discounting it yet, but I want to see it. I want to see it in the federal code. So if you have nothing better to do, <laughs> look up the federal code. <laughs> yeah. uh, so so I would look up you know U.S. Code um, fraud overrides immunity from lawsuits. Let's do it right now. You got a couple of minutes. Let's see right now. Let's, let's, uh, I'd like to know this. Uh, yeah, my inquisitive mind. So you, you know me. I, I like to verify all this stuff. So let's go U.S. Code, C-O-D-E, fraud overrides uh, liability immunity. I can spell. Hey, I, can reach around my mic- waiting. I have to reach around my microphone um, to do it. Ah, here we go. My favorite place, the Cornell Law School uh, Legal Information Institute, 18 U.S. Code, Chapter 47, Fraud and False Statements. Statements of entities, identity, possession of false papers, demands against the United States, certification of checks, bank entries, federal credit, federal deposit, Department of HUD, federal land, Department of Housing, farm loans, loans, credit, naturalization. Oh, I'm going to read this for naturalization. Probably Ilhan Omar is in that part. Government seals wrongfully, official certificates or writings, certificates by consular affairs, highway projects, titles. Come on, where's vaccines? Come on, where's big pharma? False statements and concealment of facts in relation to documents. Guess what I'm going to do tomorrow for our report? <laughs> this. <laughs> this looks interesting. Fraud and related activity with devices, fraud with computers, major fraud against the United States, concealment of assets, uh, crimes against persons engaged in business insurance whose activities affect interstate commerce, civil penalties. Uh, so which one do you want to pick? Anything look good yet? <laughs> Entry by false pretenses. 
fraud and related activity connection with electric, electronic mail, information and hoaxes. Oh, false information and hoaxes. Let's look at that one. <laughs> okay. Here we go. H- <laughs> you know, people don't realize how much fun legislating is. You go to the average person, hey, you want to be a legislator? Hell no. It's boring. No, it's not. <laughs> this, is like, this is like treasure hunting, right? So here we are, 18 U.S. Code, Section 1038, false information and hoaxes. Criminal violation. In general, whoever engages in any conduct with, inherent, with intent to convey false or misleading information, that would be Pfizer, under circumstances where such information may reasonably be believed uh, and where such information indicates that an activity has taken, is taking or will take place that would constitute a violation of the chapter, and they give a bunch more stuff, yada, yada, and yada, yada. Uh, the fine being imposed in this title, if serious bodily injury results, that would be the jab, uh, be fined under this yeah. title or imprisoned not more than 20 years or both. Hmm. If death results, which happens under the jab, uh, be fined under this title or imprisoned for any number of years up to life or both. Ooh, you want this section of law? Yeah. This is civil action. Whoever engages in any conduct with intent to convey false or misleading information. uh, Okay, so in other words, so they're not liable for the vaccine, but they are liable for the false information. False information around the vaccine. That's what I'm saying. Oh, you're pretty cool. I like this. All right. So where to put it? Go ahead. Done a lot of Mm -hmm. research. I didn't have that statute, but I had heard from some people. Yeah, it didn't take long to find. (laughs) But take me a minute. Exactly. (laughs) But I I know I I you know it's all in asking the right questions. So I'm going to go to Facebook, and I'm going to put this section in. Where would you like it? Special investigations, uh, election integrity. Where do you want it? Elections or, or both. So let's go special investigations first. Because this would be a special investigation. These are public groups, by the way, folks. You can all take a look at them. Investigations from radio. And what's up? Oh, come on, guys. I was doing my research last night, and it's just like a fire hose of just so much stuff coming out now. And I was like, how long is it going to take for this whole thing to just explode. I'm ready for people to be held accountable. Oh, yeah. Well, we this, took is, an, no, this is... We took an oath to do no harm. We took an oath mm-hmm. to do no harm to all these people in the medical community. We we gave our... What is more important than your integrity? And Nothing. Just, exactly. Yeah. And, and, I mean, and how it. do these people sleep at night? Mm-hmm. How do they sleep? They don't. Don't it's care. so frustrating to me. That's it, what big pharma is liable. Apathetic. I don't know. I, I don't know how. It, it, I saw something that really resounded with me. I said on my Facebook page, I'll read it. I'm posting big pharma is liable for their false information. Uh, so that's uh, 18 U.S. Code, Section 1038. So I got it on special investigations. I'll put it on legal as well. Let's move it over to legal because this is interesting. Oh, it's right above the uh, the Russian fire truck. <laughs> <laughs> well, make I, I'll have to post this. Here's the, the one about, and I, I posted on here, I said laugh out loud when I saw this about the Veritas van. Uh-huh. Um, I said, all across America, a quiet rage is building against the assault upon American values. 
more so than ever in the history of America. The concerns and patience of its people are being tested, tried, and attacked by a group of elitists that are hell-bent on the destruction of this country. Refuse to remain silent. Prepare to take America back. Sounds good. Makes sense. That's what we're doing here. Well, you know, I, I don't think America ever left us. And the government did. You know, we're, we're taking, you know, we're, we're basically putting us back in charge. Well, I think I see on your page you've also, got the, 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 the Twitter thing, you know, with the truck. <laughs> Yeah, the world is a dangerous place to live, not because of the people who are evil, but because of the people who don't do anything about it. Yeah, yeah. That's like Edmund Burke said that yep. all that's necessary for evil to triumph is for good to do nothing. Yep. That's the same, same basic this, idea. Uh, huh? Well, I got the, I got the twit, the hand. twit, the tweet. <laughs> Yeah, those, those on Twitter are, twi- are, are twitting. Okay, so if you want to go to Twitter, go to Project Veritas on Twitter, and you'll see the twit uh, right outside Pfizer World Headquarters. That is fascinating. i got to retweet that. It's been retweeted, you know, 47,000 times. <laughs> or 49,000, know. you know, so it's a I'm sorry, it's not quite that much, but I'll retweet it anyway. So i got to look that up. All right, so i got to call, I got to call Project Veritas. Uh, they're outside New York somewhere. I've forgotten the town. But, uh, yeah. Give me some good stuff to work on. Isn't this fun? Closing thoughts on Absolutely. our day. Yeah. So grow your garden. Uh, we're going to uh, take pictures of flood areas from housing. Uh, we're going to hold our county supervisors accountable. We're going to call Project Veritas. Uh, we got a lot of work to do. Let me I'm going to see if I get Chris Kerb on. See. You get Chris Kerb. I'll see if I can get Jeff Childers. Yeah, I'll see if I can work on him. He, I met him. I met him in the first I, I rally. Hmm? I have met him several times. Um, I think I have a way to get him. Oh, you do. Ooh, I, I a secret that. operative. You're, you're you're just a person of many talents. I'm impressed. The folks you yep, know, like you should talk. You've got so many people on the show lately. It's awesome. Pretty incredible, isn't it? Yeah. Well, quite honestly, I, the people fun. really like what we're doing, you know. And so this, so yes, we have censorship. Yes, we have the the powers that be against us. But we also have friends. And I, we just had uh, who do we have? We had uh, Josh um, Yoder yesterday. Uh, we yeah. had. Um, we had Ashley Babbitt's mom, uh, Mickey. I know that was incredible. That was incredible. Yeah. Well, she met Josie, and the, the you know Josie's incredible about getting people. We had Dr. Peter McCullough. We've had David Stockman. We've had Christina Bob. Uh, we've had Peter Navarro. We've had Wendy Rogers. We've had Robert Spencer of yeah. Jihad Watch, and this is just in the last little while. Well, Peter Navarro was in October, yeah. or November, sometime in there, but he'll be back. It was November because it's right before the elections, but he'll be back. You know, we got to talk about uh, you got the Trump campaign. To the Trump campaign. Yeah. Now we got to, to the Trump campaign. Trump. Yeah. So we're just waiting for Trump to uh, read our bills. You know, hopefully Christina Bob will will, uh, will say, "Hey, you're not going to believe what I found." Oh yeah. What do you got? <laughs> you know. And then uh, Trump calls the show and says, "Hey, I want to talk to you guys." I was like, "Thank you, sir. Appreciate having you on. Welcome to Action Radio." <laughs> That's going to be a fun day. <laughs> Well, that'd be great. I mean, I would expect him to do that. You know, it'd be if just you know. Of course, the problem is the call screening. It'd be nice to know the number ahead of time. So they'll probably you know prep me secretly, clandestinely. I might not tell you guys. Oh, we got a new caller here. Yeah, yeah. Mr. President, welcome to Action Radio. I mean, that's probably how I do it. Nervously quaking in my boots because I, I don't do well with the, the big ones yet. The really huge people. And that, but that, that that's going to oh, be. Oh, you're doing interview. great. 
Well, thank you. I still get nervous, though. I know, I know I'm admitting, you know, there's a, and, and hopefully the reporters, too. Even, you know, Sean Hannity, as jaded as he is, as many times he's talked to the president, I hope he still gets a little twinge, just in case. Yeah. You know, so just to, just to keep your range. I Otherwise, think it's good for you. It keeps you it sharp. Is. It keeps you on the ball. Yeah. It gets healthy for you. Well, the more I do yeah. of, of major public figures, the easier it's going to get. It's just practice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it again well, next week. Great. Thanks I for a great week. It. Yeah, That's you've fun. been on twice now. Yeah, you so you're, you're kind of a regular. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Any contact information, any organizations you want to mention, anything you want to plug, anything? Uh, um, yeah, feel free. I do. Um, we're, I'm now the editor for the Core magazine, uh, Citizens Organized for Restoring Ethics, and this is for Santa Rosa County. And it's basically our group has just, we're trying to coalesce a whole bunch of little groups into one. We have over 600 in our database now that we can send out emails and get action alerts. Say, hey, we need people over here, or we need people over there, or we need people to send out this email, or this is what's going on in this part of the county. And but we are putting out a newsletter, and I've um, been tasked to be an editor on this, and we're coming out. This is our sixth edition that's coming out in the next couple of days. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be, uh, if anyone wants to have it at their place of business, then we can bring some copies by. Just let us know. And uh, you can leave it on my Facebook page, or you can give me a call. And your name is? I'm not and your name is, so people can find you? Okay. <laughs> yeah. But they could find us. Is Core, does Core have its own at, Facebook page? Yes, we do. And okay, Action good. Radio, Election Integrity Project, or you can join Core. And if you'd like to get in on these emails, just let us know. It's C-O-R-E. Um, let me find the, the actual Facebook. Uh, uh, but we end up, we do, uh, we're going to be putting out a newsletter about once a month and get on the Facebook page. I have too many groups. <laughs> Oh, listen! I got tw- I got twenty one groups plus everything else that goes on here. I, I know how you feel. Once you're an advocate, it's it's kind of addictive, and you just keep doing it because it's so much fun, uh, and, and it's so rewarding <clears throat> when something goes well. When we get more freedom for whatever the the particular cause is, or we get a public official that's corrupt, and we uh, you know call them out and do things. It's really it's really a kick. Put your name on a bill, for example. That's fun. You don't realize how much fun this okay, is. Okay, here it is. Okay, go ahead. It's under core. Just. A capital letter C O R E. It's Citizens mm-hmm. Organizing to Restore Ethics. And join the group, and um, it is a private group. You have to join, but then mm-hmm. give us your email, and we can uh, send you out the newsletter, or actually any uh, action items, or mm-hmm. if there's problems going on in the county, stuff like that. So. Yep. Don't forget yeah, to tell them about us here at Action Radio. And we have a new Substack, if people don't know, too, at gregpenglis.substack.com. So all the bills are going to be going into articles, which are easy to read, fun to read, and uh, easily shareable. And that's really growing. That's catching on really quickly, by the way. I'm just I'm, I'm getting all Good. the, you know, the Substack accounts that they email me every time I get a new one. And, like, half my email now is, like, is new Substack accounts. And it's going to get a lot busier once they tell other people because this kind of thing snowballs. So it's an exciting time yeah. to be at Action Radio. Yeah. It is. Glad you're here. It is. Yeah. Right. Okay. Glad to be here. I'm done. Thanks all right. for all you're doing. <laughs> Thank you too. See you next right. week. Okay. Okay. Bye. Take care, Dan. See ya. 
So this is, you know, just to give you all this stuff again, so you're listening to us at blogtalkradio.com slash citizenaction. Our legislative website, writeyourlaws.com, W-R-I-T-E-Y-O-U-R-L-A-W-S. I was just on the, oh, what is it? Oh, no, the, the Angel Warrior Network uh, on Rumble last night. I'm on with Jerome Bell tonight. Uh, and so things are getting busy around here. Uh, we have a Give, Send, Go, givesendgo.com slash action radio. Uh, my substack I just gave, gregpenglis.substack.com. Uh, and so there's just all these things. What else have I got? I think that's about it. Those are all our websites. Anyway, enjoy. Have fun. Uh, I've got to play a couple of announcements that I haven't played throughout the day because we've been busy. In fact, I think Grace Care is the only one I got to. And then back tomorrow morning, 7 o'clock. Tomorrow is going to be an interesting day. We've got – what have I got tomorrow? I'm not sure. Uh, Scott Shara. And we'll see who else. And also <clears throat> my friend Jay Anthony Sanchez. He's an attorney. He's uh, I think he was in New England. Now he's in Texas uh, somewhere. And we're going to talk immigration, uh, which being in Texas should be really interesting. And i got a free hour. I might have another WEBY classic or who knows. We'll figure it out tomorrow. Anyway, take care, and we'll see you all tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Central Time. And please share the show, share the bills, and be an advocate. It's more fun than not. Greg Penglis here for my book, The Complete Guide to Flight Instruction. Everyone at some point in their life wants to learn how to fly. Few try. Even fewer go on to get a license. I believe a major reason for that is how we teach people how to fly. My book is designed to help you navigate the flight training system, but it's so much more than that. It really describes an entirely new way to teach flying. So if you've never tried a lesson or got discouraged in your training and quit for any reason, this book can help you. Don't be a rope pilot who just follows procedures. Be a thinking pilot who makes great decisions, who understands all the reasons why we do what we do. You can incorporate these principles into your own flight training at any time. The Complete Guide to Flight Instruction is featured on the Action Radio with Greg Pankless Facebook page and is available from Amazon.com. Well, that sounds good. Even better. Okay, how about your car? If you want the best service for your vehicle, please talk to James at Florida Stores Automotive, conveniently located at 6715 Caroline Street in the historic district of Milton, Florida, right between the Milton Bakery and the Blackwater Trail. Whether you need an oil change or an entire engine replaced, this is the place. The phone number is 850-623-6651. That's 850-623-6651. Call, ask questions, and get the information you need. Florida Stores Automotive is a full-service automotive shop for both domestic and imports, modern and classic. It is a family-owned business here in our Milton community. Open weekdays from 7.30 to 5 p.m., Florida Stores Automotive is a convenient place to keep your car maintained and on the road. Ask them about Firestone Tires and the rotation and maintenance plan. Florida Stores Automotive. I go there. You should, too. From addiction to achievement, that is the story of Mike Lindell. It started with my pillow and now goes to my coffee. Action Radio is proud to be an affiliate of my pillow. Our discount code is the same for all our product affiliates, W-Y-L which stands for Write Your Laws. My Pillow Pillows 
are guaranteed the most comfortable pillow you'll ever own. Action Radio is guaranteed to be the most controversial show you will ever hear. Check out their products with our discount code at MyPillow.com slash W-Y-L. That's MyPillow.com slash W-Y-L. Or order now by calling 1-800-544-8939. That's 1-800-544-8939. Sleep well so you can wake up and hear Action Radio live. Hello, this is Greg Penglis for our newest shooting range here in Milton, Florida. Stand your ground. My friend Jason Myers and crew are creating an incredible facility for our city. Stand Your Ground is located at 6632 Elva Street. The phone number is 850-789-1776. Their email is standyourground1776 at gmail.com. Here you'll find either in process or already going an indoor shooting range, axe throwing, archery, a rage room, self-defense classes, concealed carry weapons classes, security license training, paintball, a full-service gun store, and 24-7 online ordering. So come on down or contact them by phone, email, or website and learn how you can best stand your ground. Action Radio, part of the ADHD Radio Network, the ultimate free speech zone. We the people give our consent to be governed through writing the laws by which we are governed and have the power through juries to nullify the laws by which we do not consent to be governed. At Action Radio, we don't report the news. We are the news. Every other show reports what has happened. We talk about what can happen. From the questions no one has thought to ask, to the answers no one has thought to consider, to the actions no one has dared to take. That is Action Radio. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.